And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, Akaref Hakimi, shout out to him and his mom <laughs> for uh, being well protected during his current situation. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Jack Teixeira, 21-year-old National Air Guardsman, a reservist, getting locked up by the Federales for charges akin to espionage. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, was killed in San Francisco, and there is a suspect arrested for it. I am totally surprised, but at the same time, I'm not because nothing surprises me anymore. We'll talk about that in a minute also. There's no charges, speaking about charges, there's no federal charges in the case of Shane Carla Robinson, a woman who was on vacation in Mexico about five or six months ago and wound up dead. Her friends were suspected in the killing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, Lego, your childhood toy, the, the blocks that might have cut your foot from the top to the bottom and side to side, they have gone full woke. They have a whole LGBTQ elemental P alphabet. You know, I always say LGBTQ elemental P X, Y, and Z. They have done the meme for real in real life. And speaking of memes, we got some new hot shows from Netflix that really embrace meme culture. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. Uh, shout out to all you guys for being here. You know, I couldn't do the show without you. And you guys always support the sponsors of the show. And right away, shout out to the good people over at PatriotPost.us. Their link will be in the description box below. They are the best source of news, information, op-eds, memes, whatever you want. On these internets, again, PatriotPost.us, their link, as always, will be in the description box below. Y'all know my websites. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is talk about the merch website, ablmerch.com. That is A-B-L-M-E-R-C-H dot C-O-M. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website, ablmerch.com. Also, goes to my regular website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. If you go to the front page of the website, there's articles for each video that I produce. So, if there's ever a question, hey, ABL, where'd you get that factoid from? Where'd you get that bit of information from? Go to the website and see it for yourself. I always cite my sources, left, right, independent, agnostic, politically. Whatever you want is right there on the front page of the website, anthonyblogan.com. Also, go to the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. You can find my email address, my snail mail address, my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All that's right there on anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. I do not have any other phone number except for what's right here in the description box of this video or also on the ticker if you're watching on the YouTubes. And that is for the call-in, and that only works during the show. If you call that number or text that number or anything with that number, I'm never going to pick up. I'm never going to even see it until we are doing the show and until it's time 
for the cause to come in. That's just how that works. And the reason why I said that, y'all know why I said it, is because there's a whole lot of scamming going on, a whole lot of fraudster ABL looking like pages on these interwebs, all right? Um, the common thing that happens on YouTube is I publish a video, you comment on that video, and then someone replies to your comment on my video talking about, hey, um, contact me at this number, talking about Telegram or Bitcoin. Look, y'all know how it is. I'm not a Nigerian prince. I, I'm not a Nigerian prince. I'm a regular American citizen. I'm not a Nigerian. Huh? So I'm not a Nigerian prince. Do not contact some random weird number talking about, yeah, um, this number said that we can invest in Bitcoin together. I don't know anything about that. Even if I, even if I did have this random weird number with 18 digits in it, I don't know the first thing about trying to invest in Bitcoin. Okay, so you're hearing that from me right now live. This is not AI uh, pretending to be ABL. This is me right here live and in person talking at you. So don't do it. Don't get scammed in 2023. Ain't nobody got no time for that. If you email me talking about, hey, somebody got over on me, my heart goes out to you, but I'm not going to be able to help you. So don't get scammed. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's just how it is. But we got quite a few things on deck for tonight. Oh, and before I forget, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern time. So today is Saturday. What's this? March, uh, not March, pardon me. <laughs> March then marched on, didn't it? We're April 15th. April 15th, 2023. Uh, the podcast audio version will be available tomorrow morning. That's Sunday. April 16th, 2023, on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether they be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. link will be in the description box or go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And if you're over there right now, listening to audio only, please give me a five-star rating. That'd be fantastic. Give me a five-star rating. Give me a nice, kind-hearted review. Do whatever you can to make this particular podcast explode on those audio only platforms alrighty so and speaking about time flying uh Trinigerian you guys don't forget tax time is upon us what's tax day uh Monday or Tuesday so don't forget I know I gotta pay them my quarterly I didn't already file my taxes but I almost forgot oh you gotta pay your quarterly too that's right up on you so whether you gotta pay your quarterly whether you gotta pay your taxes or both or more Whatever you got to do, go ahead and do it. Uh, don't have the federales show up at your house talking about where it's at. Oh, maybe they don't do that. Maybe they don't do it for Matt Taibbi, but different story. I digress. Go ahead and get that taken care of, and don't be out here looking kind of crazy uh, by not having your taxes done. I know that time is flying, and it got kind of got away from us. I know that the time was flying so fast. Tax time came, and I was like, really, already? Is it time? It is time. So, yeah, shout out to you, uh, Jake Breakbill says, did my quarterly today. Hey, smart man. I'm going to do mine as soon as I can, probably on Monday. Yeah, go ahead and mail that off. You know, just uh, close my eyes and put it in the mailbox. That's probably the best way to go about it, but it is what it is. You know, it, it's funny how they're going to be on your hind parts talking about you got to 
uh, give them your quarterly check and file your taxes on time, they'll be in your hind parts for that. But then when it comes to the refund, oh, well, we don't know where it is and it's still processing and all type of stuff. And one thing I'm not going to do, speaking about taxes right quick, and then I get to the topics, but speaking about taxes right quick, one thing that I never do again is get direct deposit on my taxes because I got direct deposit, what was that, last year? And they shortchanged me. I like, really? Is that how you're going to do? So now it's kind of like difficult to go back and forth because, all right, if you shortchange me on a check, I'll mail the check back, not cash it. I won't cash a check. I'll mail it back and be like, okay, here's my tax return. And here's my check. Y'all are short. I don't care if it's by one red cent. I want my one red cent. Where's the money at? All right. And the short change was not a small amount of money. I'm not going to put my business out there, but I could have used that money for sure. And I don't even know the process of going about trying to dispute being shortchanged on direct deposit. If y'all know, let me know in the comments. But I know what to do when you get shortchanged on the check, but a direct deposit is already in your account. They, 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 I think they're slick doing that type of stuff. They'll give you a lower amount of money, all kind of stuff like that, but lets you be late. Let you be one day late filing. Now it's a penalty and all type of stuff. But when they're late and don't give you the full amount, all this and that, oh, all of a sudden it's not really a big deal. Oh, we're overwhelmed. They want to hire 87,000 new IRS agents for what, though? They say that's going to help with the times and the processing. I can't tell. They're going to go to people's houses and uh, be like, hey, uh, you got to call us. <laughs> They went to Matt Taibbi's house talking about callers. If you went to his house one time, why not just call him to reschedule a, a visit? Like, it was just so weird. The political games that go on in this country are ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. All right. Male person steals check, FM304. Well, hey, well, we're not going to have that going on. If somebody catching my check, well, they're going to the penitentiary because... Unless her name is Anthony Logan and they got my ID. But see, at that point, I'm like, look, I didn't get it. No, I can file a grievance. I'd rather with the I'd rather the male person, I'd rather risk the male person trying to steal than getting shortchanged. You know, and if you're living in a place where they're still in your, your tax return check, hey man, you might want to go ahead and pack up, head for the high roads, <laughs> head, head, head for the highlands for real. Shout out to Gary Hughes investigates who says also when they owe, that means they kept too much of your money. But when you underpay during the year, you get penalized. It's crazy. Yeah, you get penalized. Basically, you get charged interest, but they don't get charged interest on what you give them. See how that works? It's funny. You're giving them um, an interest-free loan, and then they give you some money back, and then some. They, they try to keep some of your money. They try to keep a penalty when it doesn't even apply. It's weird. Yeah, 87,000 IRA agents, ridiculous. All right. It is ridiculous. Uh, Jake Break Bill says, short a million people a dollar and they make a million. Exactly. Exactly. That's how they do. Little nickel and diamond. But what they did to me was like, it took half of my, it took, not half, it took about one third of my whole check that it was supposed to be. And I had overpaid during a year. So it was a nice little, it was about five figures. It took two thirds, it took one third of that. I'm like, for real? <laughs> Is that what we're going to do? So never again will I do the direct deposit. I don't want to wake up one morning 
and expect X number and then get Y number in my account. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. We are not going to do that. So, yeah, shout out to the Federales for stealing money at gunpoint. I don't like that type of stuff going on. But, um, yeah, <laughs> Big Rocks, Little Rocks, that's right, Green Knight Lady. Yeah, that's what's going on. If you're trying to steal a, if you're trying to steal a, a, um, a tax return check, oh, yeah, you're going straight to the Husku. You know, do not collect gold. Do not... Um, uh, do not collect $200 or do not pass go. Y'all know what I meant. 88,000 cows. What was that situation where there was an explosion? I think I saw that where a bunch of cows had died. 18,000 cows. I have a video. It's not graphic. Um, you can't really see what's happening. It's just like a charred remains of the, it's like a high up view of like, you know, you're not, you're not going to see any animals so that's that's what you see right there i'm not sure what to call that is that a kfo i don't even know what the proper term is you guys are very smart in the comments you know what's going on uh but this caption says just 10 18 000 cows are now dead due to an explosion in dimmit texas honest question how does a dairy farm have an explosion so large that it kills 18 000 cows so i guess there was an explosion in this area you see a bunch of chart remains of i guess these shelters or whatever these places where they have the cows, where they're raising them and milking them or whatever. Okay. So I said, yeah, it's, it's a dairy farm. So they're getting uh, milk from the cows up in here. All right. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of questions being raised, you know, a lot of questions being raised. So I don't really know what's happening. You know, I, I was seeing some stuff. Uh, oh, at, at one point it was the whole thing about the food plants, the food places, um, having fires and whatnot. And now you got the whole thing with the cows, 18,000 cows got killed at once in the so-called explosion car fart. Yeah. Cow, cow farts. Is that <laughs> shout, shout out to unwoke hillbilly cow farts. Yeah. They, they're trying to eliminate global warming. I suppose that whole thing. I hope we look back on these times and have a laugh. And I hope that things don't progress any further with this whole global warming agenda. They're talking about cows farting. Really cows farting is what causes Climate change, is that what we're going to rock with, really? I mean, come on. The dumbest thing in the world. Like, there was no farting cows before humans started to farm or before we came here. If, if cows came before man, which is up for debate, I don't, even go, I don't even want to go down that road right now, so I digress. But the whole point is that animals have always been here. Animals have always produced these gases that are up in the atmosphere. Plants need these gases. You know, they conflate different things, talking about carbon emission versus dumping toxic waste in drinking water. Those two things are not the same. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's just not the same. Talking about you want to have all electric vehicles. Matter of fact, have you guys seen that from the Biden administration? Let me see if I can find um, electric. Yeah, like they have even more stringent requirements than like California. Let me see if I can find an article right here. Hold on. So here's an article. Biden's EPA remakes the auto industry. His new car rules are a de facto order to make and buy EVs, electric vehicles. Let me see. The EPA is using its authority under the Clean Air Act to regulate. Hold on. Let's zoom out a little bit. Application error. What are we doing? Come on, uh, Google Chrome. Ain't nobody got no time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got no time for that. Come on. All right, let's go back. Let's let's try that one more time without the error this time from uh, Google Chrome. So EPA is using this authority under the Clean Air Act to regulate tailpipe pollutants. 
But make no mistake, this isn't about clean air. This is about forcing automakers to produce more EVs so consumers will have no choice, etc. Um, so there was a specific thing. All right, hold on. The EPA mandate is even more aggressive than President Biden's August 2021 executive order, which set a goal of 50 EV sales in 2030. EPA says at least 20 countries have announced plans to phase out internal combustion engine cars in the coming decade, so its proposal is no big deal. In February 2023, blah, 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 blah. Where's the actual um, order? Let me see. Uh, they're not getting to the actual order. And I'm, my, my patience is really low when I'm trying to do a show. Let me go and uh, find the whole thing. All right. Let me see if I can find it. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Here we go. This is a uh, uh, New York Times. So the plans outlined Wednesday by the EPA are designed to ensure that two thirds of new passenger cars and a quarter of new heavy trucks sold in the USA are all electric by 2032. So let's just talk about that one more time. Two thirds of new passenger cars. So about 67%, almost 70% of new passenger cars. So all your regular, okay, cars, your, your Toyota uh, uh, Tundra, the big trucks, to down to the Camry, uh, whatever you got, Jeep Wrangler, whatever kind of car you're going to get new in 2032, they want to have uh, two-thirds of those be electric. And a quarter of new heavy trucks are going to be electric. But check it out, though. Let's talk about expenses. You know how much these things cost? You know how much uh, electric big truck costs versus an elect versus a, a, a gas big truck. A gas big truck is like maybe 200,000, maybe about 150 max, probably about $200,000 for a, a gas big truck. An electric big truck is like 450. It's double the price at on, on the low end. It's double the price on the low end from 200,000 to about 400,000. I mean, and of course, what's going to happen is that price will be passed to the consumer. If you want to have all these big trucks electric and it costs double, the consumer is going to pay double. If the trucks on the road that get you all your goods and services, food, whatever, any, any kind of goods, any kind of parts, any kind of food products, whatever. If the trucks that are on the road that get you these things cost double the price to purchase, you are going to pay double the price at the actual grocery store or amazon.com at Walmart, wherever you shop, you're going to pay double the price. It's simple as that. And then you get an electric vehicle. How much do these things cost? Can you get an electric vehicle for like $18,000 brand new? 21,000 is going to be more expensive. Yes. You might be able to save on gas if it's going to be all electric, but you're going to pay more. And at a certain point, I anticipate electricity costs rising because it's going to be, a higher demand on the grid. They've not figured that part out. What if there's a high demand on the grid because of all these new electric vehicles? Then what? How are you going to be able to power the grid? Coal <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, come on. The dumbest thing. Fracking and coal and maybe some nuclear power for sure. And then let it be a nuclear meltdown. That'd be a wrap. So, yeah, this whole thing is just kind of bird brain. Hopefully we get a guy in there. Uh, in 2024 that can reverse all this nonsense because it's just not realistic. You know, I'm one for 
advancing technology, if you have a better technology that makes more sense to utilize, if it's feasible to do it, I say go ahead and do it. But that's just not reality. You know, like at one point we had horse and buggy, horse and carriage. Then when the car came along, it made more sense to use a vehicle after a certain period of time. You know, the Amish still rocking around with a horse and carry uh, horse and buggy. That might be the best way to go about it nowadays because they're trying to push EVs on us and they got everything computerized and then they want to try to hack your vehicle. And you guys saw the story I did about Ford having the patent where if you're missing payments and they want to repo your vehicle, all they got to do is just shut stuff off. They can remote control different features in your car. Okay, they can control your air conditioning, your sunroof, your doors, all of that. And what if you are a suspect in the crime? They're going full minority report, full, um, what's that, uh, Blade Runner. will lock you in the car and take you straight to where you're supposed to be going, take you straight to the police station. So maybe the Amish got it right. Maybe they understand that this modern technology has its pitfalls that can be, um, that, that can oppose freedom. All right. So shout out to you guys. In, in the chats, we got a whole lot going on. Um, <laughs> you, you guys are funny in the comments. Tell me, so I'm not a biologist. We got a whole lot going on. Um, where do I begin? Can we start with Lego? How about that? <laughs> Let's start with Lego. Now, this whole thing is crazy. So Lego, you know, I was a big Lego fan as a kid. When I was like a little kid. I'm talking about like maybe like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, Legos, or even before that. I love Legos. I was building everything. I was building houses. No, I thought I was going to be an architect at that point because I had houses and I had bedrooms with windows and I had all type of stuff. Okay. Just really big imagination. Um, that's all I really built back in the day was houses. <laughs> I was building all types of houses, different levels, rooms, all of that back in the day. That was my thing. And then I got into the connects. If you guys remember those, uh, matter of fact, hold on. Some of you guys, I know you guys probably know what connects are. I'm not sure if they still sell those. I'm not seeing those since I've been uh, a youngin. But yeah, um, I had connects back in the day. You could build a lot more things with them. It was like you can just kind of get advanced. All right. Are they going to let me show the picture or no? Nah? I guess not. Oh, here we go. No, nah, that's not quite what I want. Here we go. So this is going to be a couple of pictures. So these are connects. This is like the advanced version of Legos. You know, the Legos are just the blocks, right? Hold on. Let me show you the Legos first. I'm, I'm going to show you the Legos and then I'm going to show you the connects. So you, you can see the progression. And then I'm going to get into what's going on with Lego and the LGBTQ, LMNOP, XYZ agenda that they got going on. All right. Because this whole thing is completely ridiculous. Um, and if you like what you're hearing so far, I know what to do. Please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. So you could build quite a few things with Legos, actually. Um, but I was building like real basic type stuff. You know, nothing really major. Um, I didn't really build anything quite like what I'm about to show you, but you get the idea. All right, hold on. Let's put that up and then that one up okay so these are your classic legos all right these these are your classic legos um if you have kids 
that's uh, my age or got kids at all when you had and they, y'all 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 played with Legos, or if you remember being a kid, these would be on the ground. If you walking around your house barefoot and step on that man, that's like getting shot with a gun. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. Your foot was never going to be the same after stepping on one of those. It, it, I mean, it's like a knife stabbing you. It's crazy. So these are basic Legos. A lot of memories with those from 30-something years ago, almost 40 years ago. And you could build stuff like this. This is a lot. This is pretty intricate. Um, I never really got quite that advanced in Lego building. I wasn't building European blocks or anything like that. I wasn't building nothing that I was out of Milan, Italy, or Paris, France, or London, England. But that's the general gist of it for your Legos. And then here's your connects. You know, an advanced version of the Lego. You see that versus the Lego. Lego was just inter- like um, interchangeable. I guess you would say oh, blocks that would snap to each other. You see the bottom of the yellow versus the top of the yellow. They would snap into each other. You could build things that way. But the connects, you had different pieces. You basically had male and female pieces, right? These pieces right here, like the yellow in the center, did not have any kind of connectors. But the blue one right there would connect to the yellow and so on and so forth, right? And it was all kind of books and stuff. You could create stuff like this. Now, I never created anything like this. I don't even know what that is right there. Is that uh, Babylon? Like, what is that? Like, uh, a roller coaster? It's crazy. It's a whole lot going on right there. But you could build things like that. I was building guitars. I was building other stuff. I built cars and guitars. I didn't really build a house with these, but I built quite a few things. But now, now... You have Lego going full LGBTQ, Elemental P, X, Y, and Z. I'm talking, they are very far into it. And I'm reading, before I even get into that, I'm reading things where there's like um, an incentive to do this. Like there's some kind of index you got to measure up to. And if you measure well on the index, that does good for you financially. I'm not really sure. I'm hearing about Carl Schwab or somebody that's behind that. I don't know what's going on. Y'all let me know in the comments. What's really cracking with that? Because I do not know. But this whole thing is is totally nuts. Um, here's a video. Let's go ahead and put that on the screen right quick. And if, if they're going to let me, hold on. Or oh, that might not even be it. Okay. Let's see. Or they might have. Oh, here it is. Let's go ahead and just do this and zoom in. And... So what they did was an LGBTQ marketing scheme and they brought LGBT parents and their children, small kids. I'm talking about maybe under the age of eight, but a lot of them were much younger than eight, like two, three, like toddlers, little kids, like the age you were when you discovered Legos and things of that nature. Right. So this is what they're into now. With something like Lego Break, it's a really good place to start a conversation. And then the caption, what is right here, says the A to Z of awesome is an alphabet of builds created by LGBTQIA plus all these letters. Like I said, first it was LGBT. And one thing I noticed is that the lesbian goes first. Why is that? You know, is that is this part of feminism? Anyway, LGBTQIA+. What does a plus mean? We know what it means. So this this is like the, the gay flag, and it has the black and the brown on it. I hate that part. 
I hate that so much. It's like, why you got to put me in it? What what I got to do with the, the gay stuff? Like, what does race and being gay got to do with each other? Like, they're trying to hijack civil rights and racial oppression and stuff like that. I hate that so much. I, I hate it. I hate the idea of racial oppression, and I hate the idea of groups trying to hijack a thing that is kind of fake for their own purposes. I really hate it. Little kids in here. Anything that allows any child to express themselves is an amazing achievement, and I think Lego Bricks really does that. There was a couple that I saw that represented our family in the Lego builds. Put my children to see. So you got two women, right, with with kids. Where's the? How how did the kids get here? Because last I checked. Two XXs cannot create life. So where is the XY at? Who knows? It's, it's to the point now where um, this thing, this kind of thing is being celebrated. Not even having the father, not even not even wanting the father in the situation. It's one thing if you had a man together, a man and woman together, and then they break up. And then one person is not there. The mother's not there or the father's not there, whatever. That's one thing. But it's a different thing when the father is not even thought about in the family planning. It's crazy. I've heard people say that it's not necessary to have a father. Like somehow we've been, you've been able to bypass biology. Something that's aimed at them that we've not had that experience. So you have these Lego, Lego characters, right? That your children are going to be playing with, with, the LGBT stuff right on them. It's not even about, it's not even about just fashioning the Lego blocks into the LGBT colors. They have LGBT things painted on the Lego blocks themselves. It's pretty special. As a couple with young children, it's really important that we help their peer group and especially their peer group's parents be more inclusive. I think love makes the world go round. So it's it's crazy. I, I mean, I think I think I'm done playing that. I think I'm I think I'm through playing that. But then they put out a whole thing about the the entire alphabet. And like I said, it's you know I I would joke about things like this. I would joke about LGBTQ elemental P X Y and Z. But then they really put it out there. I'm I'm not even gonna just I'm gonna, I'm gonna just kind of let it roll for a little bit. I probably won't even um I'll just let y'all watch it. Um, they literally did the meme. Okay, B is for bi, of course, right? They list all the things that LGBTQIA, I suppose, stands for, and then they just add a bunch of other stuff that is made up. They're going to just pretty much say the entire alphabet at a certain point. Let's get ahead a little bit. And it's for non-binary, okay? Now, we're getting to a certain letter. Let's see what they say. L-M-N-O, what's next? Okay, what are they going to say? P is for plus. Okay. Now, like I said, like I was asking before, what does the plus mean? What does the plus represent? I think we can add two and two and still get four. Y'all already know what's going on. This is crazy. Now, my suggestion, some are going to say, what's the solution? What do we do, ABO? Well, do not buy Lego. Do not buy Lego. Simply put, boycott Lego. Your kids enjoy Lego. Be like, hey, son. Hey, hey, little Johnny. We can't buy Lego anymore because they are trying to indoctrinate you. What does that mean? Well, they're trying to make you be something that you can't be. 
Okay, you're a boy and you can't be a girl and they don't believe that. So you can't play with you could I mean, if they got Legos, whatever, but don't buy any more of this stuff. Point blank, period. And this leads me to my next thing. Um, I've been watching the whole Anheuser Bush kerfuffle uh, because of what happened with Dylan Mulvaney. I didn't really want to cover that story because I didn't want to give Dylan Mulvaney a bunch of shine. He's become very popular and a very rich man due to all the shine he's gotten. I feel like people support him or I feel like companies support him because they may get a bunch of negative publicity, but that's also positive publicity because you have some people that agree with what he does who are noticing who he is through all the negative, all the negative backlash that they, they see all the stuff online about Dylan Mulvaney talking about you looking like you, um, you know, you, you play basketball in the fifth grade and you didn't grow up. Uh, you looking like you got a five o'clock shadow at 12, 12 noon, all kind of crazy stuff, whatever it is. Right. And it's a bunch of disgust and outrage. And then they want to, they're curious about going to see him and all these eyes on them creates a opportunity for advertisers to satisfy the LGBT component and are able to get a lot of eyes on their product. So they feel like it's a win for them, but that did not necessarily happen the way that they anticipated as far as, but light. um, hold on. Let me see if I could just find a picture right quick. Y'all give me a second. Um, Hold on. Matter of fact, they actually talked about it on TV. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so the head of Anheuser-Busch Brands responds to Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Let's get to that in a moment. Hold on. Let's let's show the, the backlash first, right? Let's let's show what's going on here first. And this is your man, your 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 LGBTQ elemental Pete homie. This guy calling himself Dylan Mulvaney. Didn't even change his name. Didn't even change his name. It's like, yeah, my name is uh, Tim the Two Man Taylor, and I'm transgender. I mean, at least Bruce had the respect to change his name to Caitlyn. I mean, good grief. Them feet are still a size 15 in men's. You wearing a size 18 women's heel at six foot three, a whole uh, decathlete still at 70-something years old. But at least you had the respect to change your name to Caitlyn and not go by Bruce anymore. Hi, I'm I'm Caitlin now, and I and I think that Dylan Mulvaney is totally ridiculous. You know, I think that he shouldn't be doing that. And you know what I think? I think all the trans should come together and say, Dylan, you're you're doing way too much. But I support the trans community. I I support these guys still, and I still want to go to the Oscars. So I'm gonna call myself Caitlin on Fox News. It's like, really, sir? Is that what we gonna do on Fox? And then they're calling them she, 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 she. It's like, shut up. Anyway, I'm getting triggered. So here is the actual situation, right? Dylan Mulvaney with the Bud Light cans, right? This caused a big backlash. You had Kid Rock um, shooting, the, shooting the cans. I was like, whoa, Kid Rock, you better get in trouble with that. Shooting the cans, talking about violence. Oh, my gosh. But he was all right. I guess he didn't really get in trouble because people do shoot beer cans. It's, it is a thing. It is a thing, so he didn't get in trouble. Anyway, there was a whole big backlash, right? Now, I think we have um, the head of Anheuser-Busch talking about this. Wait a minute. Can we can we get him on? Hold on. Let me see if I can play this video right here. 
hopefully we don't have any ads. Okay, let's not let's not have the ads. Give me a second and I'm gonna let it roll. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Yeah, Kit Rock, the thing about Kit Rock, he's he's a funny guy because there was a picture of him that came out with a drag queen drinking Bud Light from years ago. And the drag queen was, he literally had a Bud Light in his hand. I was like, Doc, <laughs> whoa, that was kind of a, a, a misstep on that one. All right, so hold on. They're about, they about to play the video here. Can we get some? How much of a decline have you seen in people? Whoa, 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 wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's Let's get this. I really, I've not seen this yet. This is the first time with you guys live on the stream. Michael Lamar. Michael, thanks for being here. How much of a decline have you seen in people sucking some down, <laughs> down Bud Light? Huh? So we don't sell any Bud Light currently. Uh, we didn't really sell very much oh, before that uh, either. Man. It's something that we do stock and put in the bar. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, a, a club owner, I want to hear from the actual... Hey, Hancho, I don't want to hear from you, but th thank you for coming on the Fox and talking about what's going on. I appreciate that, but that's not what I wanted. Let's go and look at this statement. <laughs> let's look at this statement. I want to see the interview, but let's let's look at the statement. So let's let's put this on the screen. So here's what he says. As CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, 165 years ago, I'm responsible for ensuring every customer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hardworking Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. He continues... My time serving this country, or pulling pull the veteran card now, right? I guess he's doing that. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work, and respect for one another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country, this company, our brands and partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors, and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. That's Brendan Whitworth. Now, how y'all feel about that? Was that an apology? Was that him just trying to regain some of that market cap? They done lost billions in market cap over the past uh, few days because of the whole Dylan Mulvaney kerfuffle. People saw what was going on and said, you know what? We're done with it. We don't want to participate with Bud Light and Hazard Bush. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people stopped going to Bush Gardens and all that. The, the theme park in Virginia, I think there's one in Florida too. Tampa or somewhere in Florida. Y'all let me know where that's at. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the, all of that stopped because of what's going on with Dylan Mulvaney. Or not stopped totally, but kind of declined. All right. <laughs> my, my Nigerian Prince accent, reading that, <laughs> that would have been funny. But yeah, not an apology. Sounds like an ad. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it sounds like, an ad. Not an apology. Um, if he's trying to stop the bleeding, that probably won't do it. That probably won't do it. All you got to do is just 
um, take Dylan Mulvaney off and not have any more of this stuff go on, none of this weird stuff go on. It's like, who's drinking your butt light? Who, who's drinking your butt light? Am I, am I misgendering Dylan Mulvaney? Is, is Dylan Mulvaney uh, a they, them? Like, what is his pronouns? He didn't change his name. Why am I calling the person named Dylan her? How that make sense? Abraham Lincoln. I'm going to call a person named Abraham her. Tell me how that makes any sense. Why do you have these gendered names, but I got to call you a different gender? And then why do they say that gender is non-binary, but then when they change their gender, they do everything they can to become like the opposite gender. They get the twig and berries removed. They get all type of stuff up top, top surgery, bottom surgery. They get all type of, they, they get the bit blocky jaw broke down a little bit. You go from, uh, a completely square jaw to a, a rounded corner square jaw. That jaw still big though. You talk, you you can headbutt um, a, a warthog head on and not feel any pain at all. That jaw is still blocky. That surgery did nothing. I still see a man. I saw him speaking in the video, talking about feeling down or whatever. I'm seeing five o'clock shadow. It's like, sir, you need to go to get laser removal or something because I'm not convinced. Anyway, I'm getting triggered. Let me keep on moving here. So yeah, Aaron has Bush put a statement out. Not really an apology. Let's see if these companies get the message when we say, you know what? We're not going to spend money with you. And there's a lot of these companies that are doing this. I've seen this all over the place. I mean, a lot of these beer companies, I saw Jack Daniels do this. Matter of fact, hold on. I think I got a picture for you guys. Uh, it's not nothing... It's not anything too um, uh, graphic, but you get the picture. So if you guys like to drink whiskey and that type of thing, you like you like Jack Daniels, uh, you might want to think twice because, hold on, I got a picture for you guys right quick. All right, so check it out. H here we go. So this is a picture. So it says, Jack Daniels teams up with RuPaul Drag Race alums in small town big pride campaign. So you got a bunch of men right here. You know, back in my day, back in my day, this would be actually attractive young ladies, attractive young ladies. We went so far. It's like, okay, first it was, it was pretty, pretty young ladies. And then the complaint back then was like, oh, they're unrealistic. They're a size zero artists in that objectifying women. And then we went, Further down that road to have these Kim Kardashians with BBLs, just just ridiculous proportion body parts. Then it became less of these girls are too thin to these girls have surgery and they don't look realistic. The girls back then were naturally petite with no surgery, right? They didn't have the Pamela Anderson type stuff going on. They were naturally petite, just small girls. That was unrealistic. Then we went to the whole surgery girls that was unrealistic. So now we got men <laughs> dressed as women. So can we go back the other direction? You know what's going on now? And this might be a little bit off topic, but it's it's kind of on topic. Now I'm hearing about the whole BBL trend. You, you guys know about BBLs. Uh, these women getting their, their body done to get their backside bigger. They're now reversing that. Okay, Black China is on Fox News talking about I'm a Christian and I got my BBL taken out. It's like, all right, all right, Black China. <laughs> okay, Black China, you were doing OnlyFans two months ago and made a quarter billion dollars on 
OnlyFans, and now you want to go other direction. Okay, whatever, whatever you say. Hey, I'm I'm no hater. I'm no I'm no I'm no judge, but I just want this. I want this to go back to other direction. Like I said, we had real, we had actual real women that were just thin and petite. That was a complaint. Then here comes the plastic surgery blow up doll Pamela Anderson. That was unrealistic. Now we got men. <laughs> now we got these big six foot five Paul Bunyan lookalikes putting on a, a blonde wig and a pair of high heels. And I know you, I know your feet are hurting, boss. My feet hurt in the regular pair of shoes. I know your feet are hurting in them heels. Them big dogs, them basketball player feet, them toes going all kind of directions. Anyway, it's crazy. <laughs> Frank Peter says, I like BBLs and I cannot lie. I bet you do. <laughs> I can't. BBLs are not attractive. But now um, they're being removed. Alone. It's, it's costing like $25,000. Matter of fact, here's an article. I'm not going to show anything crazy. Um, well, hold on. I'll, I'll just play this. I'm, I'm going to show the headline because there is a crazy video, but I'm not going to show that. So it says New York women line up to pay $25,000 to have Brazilian butt lift taken out. I'm not going to say that. Like, why would you say this page six? Like these provocative headlines is kind of disgusting. But anyway, they're going back the other direction. So maybe since we're kind of going back to regular actual women, um, maybe we can kind of go back to biological women too. How about that? How, how, how about that? How, I think, I think that'd be a good thing to do. Regular women and biological women. I'm not trying to see no more six foot five basketball players in a locker room with a woman talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm part of you guys. No, you're not, sir. Anyway, I'm, I'll keep it moving. Speaking about uh, men and women, let's talk about your man, Akrif Hakimi, the footballer, well, we call them soccer players over here. But Akrif Hakimi, he is from Morocco, and he plays for a team in France. Now, he got married, I think, three years ago to his soon-to-be ex-wife, who is an actress in Italy, but I think she's like some kind of Arab herself. I don't know her nationality. Y'all let me know. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to look her up. I think... Akrif Hakimi, the, the footballer, is Moroccan and Libyan, North African, basically, French Montana. Um, but Heba Abouk is, um, hold on, she, she's born in Spain, but I'm not sure where her ethnicity is. She's of Tunisian and Libyan descent, so basically the same as him. They're both North African, okay? Let me see if I can find a picture of both of them. Uh, these guys are both North African. That's not really the same as um, Nigerian or West African or nothing like that, obviously. So that's them right there. That is a couple. So she's an actress from Spain, and she's a pretty well-known actress. Her name is Heba Abouk. His name is Akrif Hakimi. Now, she does well for herself, but he does very well for himself. You're playing soccer over in Europe, and you're one of these big teams. I've read that he makes between 40 and $60 million per year, 40 and 60 per year. So you're talking about a wealthy man. She has money, but nowhere near his money. So they're married for three years. They have two kids, one born in 2020 and one born in 2022. So you're talking about 
little kids, right? Now, she files for divorce, and full disclosure, there's an actual, actual assault allegation against uh, Akrif, but it's allegation, it's nothing been proven, he's not been arrested or locked up or anything like that. I don't know if it's true, I don't know if it's false, I have no way of knowing that. I know it's an allegation, and I think the allegation was cited as a reason why they are breaking up, and she filed for divorce. Now, she is trying to get half of all his assets. That, that was the thing, half of the house or houses, half of cars, half of whatever he has. Okay, now they live in France, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know what the laws are there, but she's trying to get half. Now they go to court and there's a problem. He does not own anything. He has no, he has no actual assets because everything that they have is in his mom's name, if he owns it at all. So houses, cars, all of that is in his mom's name. 80% of his actual earnings from playing soccer or football over there goes to his mom's account. So whenever he wants to buy something, he asks his mom, and then it's in her name. Shout out to the big timers. Everything in my mama's name. It's an old thing that people do, but he was very smart to do it. Now, I think he's able to not have to split anything with her because he was doing this for a very long time before they got together, before the kids, before the marriage, he had been doing that for a long time. And I'm sure there's a lawyer or a team of lawyers there that protect these guys. It's like, Hey, you are a multi, 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 multi millionaire. Women are going to be coming at you and they're going to try to target you to take your money. All right. Now I'm not saying she did that, but, Women are going to do that. Not all, but there's going to be some. When you get to that high of a level, you're going to have predators, men and women. I've, um, you know, I watched this documentary called ESPN 30 for 30 Broke. I watch it like every three months. You got to watch it. If you've not seen it yet, please watch it. If you're trying to make any kind of money, whether you're going to be a multimillionaire or a thousandaire, if you got five bucks, it doesn't matter because it, it's, it's, it's an important life lesson to see if you're not familiar with it yet. But it was not just the women that would target these guys have a bunch of money. It'd be men too. Not in that kind of way that uh, a honeypot, not like that. I'm talking about like they'll be in your circle. They'll be friends with you. Part of your entourage, all of that. Hey man, you know what? I can do your accounting for you. I can do your taxes for you. And then they take your money, steal it. Don't file the taxes. Then you go to jail because you've not filed taxes in the past five years because you trusted your friend your homie from the crew to do your taxes, then you and then you get locked up for it, okay? And then it's also the whole thing about, hey man, you know what? I'm gonna start a business, man. I'm gonna start a, I'm gonna start a hot dog frying spot. I'm gonna start an ice cream spot. I'm gonna start a a, a, a laundry mat. And then they say, hey man, can I get about fifteen thousand to start it up? That kind of thing goes on too. So men will target these guys, and so will women. But it's got to be people there that protect you. They have your best interest at heart, whether it be lawyers, financial advisors, CPAs, whatever the case may be. I'm sure there was a lawyer or a team of guys that had his best interest at heart. Hey, man, don't buy anything in your name. If you must have a house, if you must have a car, and you want to buy it outright, don't put it in your name because what will happen is that can be taken from you. Um, depending on the situation, sometimes in a lawsuit, if you have a settlement against you or if, if a ruling is 
if, if you ruled against in the lawsuit and you got to pay a settlement, sometimes they can get into the civil asset forfeiture. If you're accused of a crime, same thing, civil, civil asset forfeiture. I'm not sure what the laws are in France, but it's like that over here. And then, of course, in a situation where you're about to get divorced and she wants to divide assets, hey, I had this car in these three houses before I met you, so you're not entitled to that. And it's not even mine, so you can't get it. Now, I was reading that if he was to have the house, when, like if he was to buy the house when they got when, when they were married, and then he switched it out of her name or something like that, then he couldn't do that. But if he already had the house and his mom's name before they got married, before they got together, what can she do? It doesn't belong to you. It's not marital property. I had that before I met you, and it's not even mine. It's my mom's. We're living in my mom's house. It's not my house. If you divorce me, you can't take my mom's house. You can't take her stuff. That's hers. Now, here's, here's the other side of that. Um, He had a good mom because some moms will just rob you. Some moms will rob you. You know, it, it, it don't care nothing about you being their son. You, you put that much money in their pocket. You give them this. You give them that. They'll take it. So you got to have a good family structure. Uh, some of these parents don't care. I was watching the same documentary, ESPN 30 for 30 Broke, and Kurt Schilling, the baseball player. Oh, not, not, not Kurt Schilling, pardon me. It was Bernie Kosar. He was a former Bengals, I think, quarterback. He was talking about how, or the Browns or the Bengals, one of those, the NFL quarterback. He was talking about how before he had got signed or during contract negotiations, his father contacted the team behind his back and got himself, himself a million-dollar contract behind his back. Another guy, it might have been the same guy, another guy said he got a bill from his mom and dad, or just a mom, for raising them, talking about, hey, if you want to help us out, here's an invoice that you need to pay because I raised you. <laughs> I mean, crazy stuff. So, again, you got to have good parents. You got to have a good family because some Parents will rob you for no money. I'm talking about a thousand dollars. They'll 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 do stuff like that. So so be careful. At the end of the day, my man right here, Akrifakimi, is protected because you got a solid mom. Shout out to all the mama's boys out there. If that's what's going on, then hey, she had his back. Unconditional love got his back. All right. Now, she'll be all right, though. Some are going to say, well, that's unfair, ABO, and leave her in the cold. She's not poor. She's already a rich actress. She already had a career before she met him. And it was almost like she was targeting him because I read that she is like 12 years older than him, and she met him at age 19. So she saw the whole play. I'm going to have two kids get married to half of the stuff. But what she didn't know is that he already was on top of game. All right, he, he already was on it. He already had his mom and the lawyers and everything on deck. So she tried to play a game and just and, and got defeated. Matter of fact, let me look it up right quick to make sure I'm not telling the wrong thing. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Now, she is 36. Let's, let's do some math right here, right? Hold on. I'll put it on the screen for you guys so you know I'm not making it up. All right, hold on. Akrif Hakimi age and Heba Abuk. All right. This is Heba Abuk right here. 36 years old, born October 30th, 1986, right? 
That is the soon-to-be ex-wife. Now, here is the guy with the money, Akra Fakimi. He's 24. 24 years old, born November the 4th, 1998. So, let's do a little bit of math, shall we? If they met in 2018, and it's now 2023, what's 23 minus 18? Five? So, he was 19 when they met, and she was 31? You see what I'm saying? She had already been an actress, already been very famous, already had money, and then saw him coming up like, hey, he's going to be super rich, super famous. Let me go ahead and do a Britney Renner and get in there. And then a three-year marriage after two kids in a very short period of time. Then I'm going to cash out. Didn't work, did it? Nope. <laughs> Didn't work, did it? So, nah, it's nothing there. She was already rich, already had money. She wanted more. She wanted to go from middling type of starlet in Europe to mega mega star to Kim Kardashian status, right? Hold on. Let me see if I can find something here. So she's been an actress. Well, she's not really that big of an actress. Yeah, she's been in some things. She's been in some movies. She's been in one, two, three. She's been in six movies. And she's been on uh, it's like about seven TV shows. Um, some small roles and some recurring roles. Yeah, she had some money. She was, you know, you know what this is like. This is like, um, this is uh, what's what's your girl's name that married the the prince and told him to quit his royal duties. Yeah, leave the royal family and go make a podcast for Netflix. What type of idiot does that anyway? Uh, Meghan Markle, it's like that. Meghan Markle was already an actress. She had some money. She had enough money to go to. Hollywood and party and you know what I mean? That type of thing, but not enough to be a, a member of the Royal family, nothing like that. But I digress. If you like what you hear so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all the good stuff. And Meghan Markle was older than Harry too, is older than Harry. It's the same, same type of thing. Same old, same old thing. Anyway, I move on. Was she, has she been married before? He put, nah, she'd been married before. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Okay, let's keep on moving here. All right, we got a few things on deck. Um, So Bob Lee, let's talk about Bob Lee right quick, shall we? Y'all know about Bob Lee, the Cash App CEO who was um killed in San Francisco. Now, when I first saw the story, I'm thinking, okay, crackhead or somebody did that to him. You're out in San Francisco, crimes everywhere. It's not just in... The Tenderloin, where they want to say it is, it's all over the whole city. Um, well, crime is all over the city, and this was an act of crime, so it's not really exempt from that, but it's not quite what I was thinking. So another another tech executive killed him, a guy by the name of Nima Momini. I know I'm saying that wrong, but it doesn't really matter. Um, the guy, Nima Momini, is a person that Bob Lee knew. They were hanging out that day. They were seen together riding around San Fran that day, and they were out partying that night. And for some reason, there was a heated argument, allegedly, that ended in the alleged stabbing of Bob Lee by Nemo Momini. Now, the question is why? Now, I have some stuff here. Let me put it on the screen right quick. I've got a picture of these guys. So, this is Bob Lee on the left and Nemo Momini on the right. I don't know what ethnicity 
Nemo Momini is. That, that's an interesting name. So if you're asking me, I really don't know. All that I know is that these guys knew each other from San Francisco, from the, from the tech industry. Bob Lee, obviously, uh, was the founder of Cash App. Nemo Momini had a company called Expand IT. So they both worked in IT, both worked in San Francisco, and obviously Bob Lee had fled San Fran to Miami because he said that the city was deteriorating. He was living in Miami. He came back to San Fran for a conference, for a Bitcoin conference, if I'm not mistaken. And then he stayed to visit friends and uh, I guess some family members that were out there in San Fran, mostly friends, right? These guys are hanging out, had an argument. Now, let's let's talk about what's happening. Um, let's talk about what's happening. Bob Lee is married to a woman with two children, or he was, pardon me, rest in peace. He was married to a woman with two children. I don't know about this guy. I don't know about him. But when I heard that that happened and I saw the pictures, I'm like, hmm, this seems kind of fishy because there's two things going on. First, I don't know if this was some kind of corporate hit because, you know, they have the the federal government's version of Cash App called FedNow coming out in July. All right, that's coming out in July. It's, it's literally the federal government's version of Cash App. It's a payment service. Okay, it's an instant payment service from the federales. So that's coming out in July. So randomly, the founder of Cash App gets killed right before this happens. They, they announced this just before the founder, like this announcement, this, this article right here is on March 16th, 2023. So about one month ago, this announcement was made. And then a week ago or so, the founder of Cash App gets killed. Right when the story broke, I thought about corporate hit. Now, could I be wrong? Of course. I don't really know that to be certain. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just saying it because people are going to think it. It's a little bit too fishy for me. A teeny bit too fishy. But the other part is that these guys may have had a different kind of relationship with each other. Now, I'm not trying to put that out there. I ain't trying to put it out there because I don't know that to be 100% certain. I, I can't necessarily just say, oh, yeah, that's what happened. But, I mean, come on. Y'all be hanging out all day. Y'all riding around all day. Y'all partying at night. Y'all walking together, or I think, matter of fact, Nemo Momini was driving Bob Lee back home, or I don't know where they were going, right? Not home, because he doesn't live there anymore. Probably back to a hotel or somewhere else. They were in the same car that night when he got stabbed. An argument happens. He pulls out a knife and stabs him, and he dies. He, he, gets, he kills him. No, I didn't, extra ill. I'm just saying, um... That's a thing people are saying, but I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying that there was any kind of LGBT action going on, but that's a thing people are saying. So I don't know that to be certain. I don't know if it was some kind of corporate hit, if there was any LGBT action. I don't know anything, but these are things that people are going to talk about, things that people are saying. You know what I'm saying? It's like if it's a hot day outside, it feels like 100 degrees. It might not be 100 degrees, but it feels like that. I'm not saying that it is, but that's what it feels like. That's what it looks like when you got these two guys hanging out together all day, and then there's a stabbing. It looks like a lover's quarrel to me, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But people are going to think that. 
Um, I also heard a rumor that uh, Nima Momini saw Bob Lee with Nima's sister at one point having a drink. I don't know if that's true or what's going on, but obviously there is an issue there. Um, hopefully we find out more. Hopefully we get a statement from this guy. What I want to see is a television interview. Go on Barbara Walters, Oprah, or something like that and tell your side of the story. But that probably won't happen. If there was some kind of corporate hit, some kind of government hit, that's not going to happen. If he's LGBT and he doesn't want people to know, that won't happen. Um, but if it comes down to saving himself and not going to the who's goo forever, he may start to tell and say things. But at that point, can you really believe him? If he's trying to save himself from going to the penitentiary for forever, which probably won't even work. But if he's trying to do that, I don't think that you can take what he says very seriously. So it is what it is. We'll see what's going on. Um, SR 1034 says it involves a stabber's sister, according to the stabber. Is is that what he said? Okay, I didn't even hear that. Let me see if I can find something about that on these internets. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Uh-oh, okay, we got something right here. This is on CBS News. Let's crank it up right quick. Give me a second. All right, so this says, um, worried text. Hold on, we got too much going on. Let's let that ad pass. Yeah, worried text from suspect Nemo Manny's sister discover on slaying tech executives Bob Lee's phone. Okay, so we got something there. He's joining us live now. So, Dot, it sounds like this is really giving us the clearest picture yet of. Well, they probably won't say nothing right there. So, in a text message to Slain Cash App founder Bob Lee hours after his stabbing death, Nemo Mini's sister, hold on, Kazar Eliasina, these names are crazy, was concerned about his welfare because I know Nima came way down hard on you. Hmm. The court documents filed Friday along with a formal murder charge against tech entrepreneur Momini in April 4th slaying has revealed a dark underside of events leading up to Lee's death. San Fran authorities announced Momini's arrest Thursday afternoon. The charging documents revealed some kind of relationship between Momini's sister and Lee. However, investigators said a witness in the case could not say the two were in a romantic relationship. Uh-oh. During a Friday afternoon press conference, San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins addressed Eliasina's role in the case, though she noted it was currently still a part of the investigation. Oh, boy. What we have at this point and what we've been willing to release to the public is the fact that Mr. Momini does have a sister who was connected to Mr. Lee and apparently is what connects the two men. But at this time, we're not revealing any more than what's contained in our detention motion. Oh, Okay, the DA also said that there appeared to be some discussion between Momini and Lee about whether or not Eliasina had used drugs, but that authorities had not revealed any further details regarding illicit substances being involved in the case. This just gets crazier and crazier. What in the world? So what are they out They out there getting high. So maybe Bob Lee was getting high with the sister and then the brother found out. They get in an argument. You getting my sister hooked on that stuff? Oh my goodness. Let's let's keep on going. That's her right there. That's a sister. So you guys asking if she hot or not. I mean, I can't really tell with these uh bug eye lenses on the YSL. That's interesting. You know, East St. Laurent uh sunshades. Interesting. She's gonna be the key to all of this, in my opinion. 
I'm going to keep my eye on this story. Documents begin with Lee, the witness, a resident, and Elliot Cena drinking at an apartment in the Mission District. So, okay. Bob Lee, Cash App founder, a witness, a resident, and the sister, not the brother, not the stabber at all. The stabber comes later. But the stabber's sister is with there, is at an apartment with Bob Lee and two other people drinking. After several hours, Lee and the unnamed witness left the apartment to head to Tech Executive's room at one hotel, San Francisco, the other state behind. So the witness and Lee went to a hotel room. So what's going on there? Documents begin with Lee, the witness, and the resident, Elliot Cena, drinking in an apartment. Oh, I already read that. Um, the witness told police while they were in the hotel room, Lee received a phone call from Nima. The conversation was about the defendant picking up the younger sister from the house where they had earlier met her. Uh, the defendant was questioning the victim regarding his, whether his sister was doing drugs or anything inappropriate. The victim assured the defendant nothing inappropriate had happened. Ah, boy, boy, oh boy. Ah, boy, oh boy. Yeah, probably cocaine or something like that. Yeah. That's it. That that might be it right there. You know, it's not even about Bob Lee and Nima being in the LGBT situation. It's more about Bob Lee and the sister having something, a little something going on, potentially. Um, extracurricular activities, because again, Bob Lee's married with kids. And not to the sister. The wife and the kids were not in San Fran. Okay. So that'd make sense. It's like, okay, you're doing something to my sister. That'd make sense. Why there's our argument why he uh gets a knife pulled on him and gets killed. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that makes sense. So they, they found a the murder weapon. They unlocked his phone. All right, hold on. Here's something else. During the investigation, detectives were able to unlock Lee's phone. Among the items they discovered was a FaceTime call between Lee and Nina via Kazar, reading, just want to make sure you were okay because I know Nima came way down hard on you. And thank you for being such a classy man, handling it with class, love you, selfish, etc. Man, you know what? Like, if you, I don't know, man. Here's some advice. Here's here's Uncle ABL coming at you one time, okay? Here is Uncle ABL coming at you one time. First of all, if you marry, stay married. Don't be trying to do extracurricular stuff if you marry. And if you're going to be out here dating, leave your friends, people alone. You know, if you know a guy and you're trying to date his sister, if you're going to date your friend's sister or a guy you know, sister or his relative, or if you go do something like that, you got to treat her well. Don't be trying to get her hooked on drugs. And I'm sure with these crazy names, wait a minute. You know what? I need to do a story about this because the sister is married to a guy named Dino Eliasina, a plastic surgeon in San Francisco. So, okay, you got Bob Lee, the cash app founder, at a random apartment drinking with the sister and two other people 
where's her husband? Where's your wife? Why would there be any kind of suspicion of drug use? Y'all probably be in that apartment, snorting cocaine and drinking. The brother finds out. He gets upset. How dare you do that to my sister? He probably comes from a more like Iranian, Armenian, some type of household, you know, where that's a big no-no. Now, a lot of walk bar. Stab, stab, stab. Stab, stab, stab. As simple as that. So here is the actual husband of the sister, right? I guess that's him right there. You see the guy with the um the 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 jacket with no tie? Him right there. That's right, him right next to her. Yep. That's probably what happened. It's like, sir, you should have stayed in Miami. <laughs> Stay in Miami. Why you gotta go to San Fran do something like that? They probably him and the sister probably already had something going on. The dude bought Lee might be on drugs. It's a mess. I'm going to do, do a follow-up on this because there's a whole lot there. There is a lot. I didn't even know all this. Shout-out to you guys for alerting me to the whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing so far, honor killing exactly. Thank you, Michael Crislow. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. I think we've been able to kind of narrow down what happened. Again, I don't know anything. But this makes more sense than the thing before about them being together and all this and that and the third. Yeah. Yeah, but um, if you're going to be out there dealing with your friend's sister, I, I say put the drugs down regardless because, I mean, you, you want to be a crackhead? Is that what's hot in these streets in 2023? I didn't know being a crackhead was fashionable. So put the drugs down regardless, but... Um, definitely don't have your friend's sister on drugs. Don't do that. And you know, come from like a more traditional household, Muslim Arabic or something like that. You asking for it. You, you asking to get stabbed up doing something like that. I mean, you dumb. You, you're totally dumb. It's like at a certain point, you gotta be, you gotta be smart with your decisions. But Bob Lee, no, you're 43 years old, man. You're 43 years old. You married with kids. Just, just be a normie, man. Don't be no coke fiend. Out here acting the fool, man. Be a normie. Just do that. You know what I mean? Just just do that. And if you got to be out here doing extracurricular activities, don't do it with your friend's sister, dummy. Now you did. Your fault. If, the, if that's the case. If that is the case. But I digress. Uh, we have more on deck here. Let's talk about Jack Teixeira, shall we? Jack Teixeira. Now, I'll ask you guys if you know about Jack Teixeira, the 21-year-old. Um, air guardsman out of Massachusetts who worked at Cape Cod and had access to NORAD because he had a very high security clearance due to being an IT guy. Now, this guy, Jack Teixeira, 21 years old, was also, I guess, the leader of a Discord channel called Thug Shaker, something like that. Y'all let me know if I'm wrong in the comments below. But it's a bunch of gamers, a bunch of guys, young men, younger than him. And these guys saw him as an OG. They saw him as somebody that was like, kind of like a father figure. 21 years old, but some of these young men, 15, 16, 17, 18, they saw him as a big homie. They call him OG. You know, that's a term, you guys kind of know what it means or you might not know. The term OG, when I first heard about it, when I was a youngin, it was like original gangster. That was like, um, you're talking about gang culture? That was like the older gang member. 
these guys would be like in their late 20s because um, joining gangs, you are like 12 or 13 years old. You were a kid joining a gang. Okay, kids join gangs. Uh, adults leave them. Shout out to Tarson White for that one. Kids join gangs. Adults leave them. If you're still an adult at age 26 in the gang and you're not dead yet, <laughs> then you're an OG pretty much. Anyway, he was on his OG in his channel. People would come up to him, not come up to him in person, but they would come to the channel with asking for advice and he'd give advice and all kind of stuff. And part of the perks of this channel from what I'm reading, that says you had access to classified documents that he was able to get from his very high security clearance. He did not hack anything. He did not take things. Um, he, he did not have access to things that he shouldn't have had access to. He had a high security clearance. The problem is that guys with low rank like that may not, maybe they shouldn't have very high security clearances. Just maybe because they don't have a reason to know all that stuff that he knew. You know, Netflix material. Oh, yeah, it's definitely uh, a Netflix. I said make a whole series out of it. Talk about Thug Shaker. Talk about the, the young men. And you know what? Let's talk about the, the whole thing about young men needing a place to kind of be in community and things of that nature. This has always been the case. It's always been the case. This is why gangs exist, because it's a place for young men to have a, have a community, you know, and then older men take advantage of the young men and have them go out here and do things they shouldn't be doing. Same thing, military. Okay, you get young men. My dad joined Marines, 17 years old. My uncle, my mom's brother joined Navy, like same age, right around that. 17, 18, right around then. Young men need that structure. They need that community. They need a purpose. And there's all kind of outlets for them to join and find that purpose and have that purpose, you know? And there needs to be more places like that because sometimes young men get caught up in things they probably shouldn't be caught up in. Now, this was not that bad. It wasn't bad at all, really. The only thing that happened was that the guy uh, leaked classified documents that he shouldn't have. Now, he swore all the men, all the young men in this Discord channel to secrecy, but obviously somebody broke that and they decided to post screenshots of the Discord to the internet. It went all over the place. It got to Twitter eventually. It was on Telegram. It was on Reddit, all over the place. Got to Twitter. Maybe even YouTube picked it up. And then, of course, it's a whole big thing. The federal were trying to find him. And I heard that a lot of online guys found him first before the, before the feds did. Now, that may or may not be true. There's some discussion about that because um, the feds said they had been surveilling him for a while. They didn't want to arrest him when they arrested him. They got him at his mom's house in Massachusetts. A nice house, by the way, beautiful house. But they wanted to get him somewhere else. The problem is the Internet found him and put it out there. So you had reporters showing up to his house. They had to go ahead and get him right there, they say, because they did not want him to try to flee because of the reporter presence. You see what I'm saying? But they got him. Exactly, and 401 swore a discourse secrecy. Hilarious. Exactly. Ridiculous stuff, right? But um, so they got him, and now he's facing 15 years in the penitentiary on the low end for federal charges akin to espionage for taking these documents and posting them online, which got leaked. And I think I read a bunch of the highlights from these documents. There was all kind of stuff in there, embarrassing stuff, embarrassing stuff. They said this is the biggest, this is the biggest leak 
in the past um, 10 years in U.S. history, like in the past 10 years, U.S. history, this is the biggest leak of military documents, uh, top secret documents. Now, let me see if I can find that particular article to dealt with some of the highlights. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. All right. So here it is. Matter of fact, give me one second. Major takeaways. Perfect. But there was a lot. The main thing that I saw was about Ukraine war talking about, they don't have any more ammunition <laughs> or they're running low on ammunition. They don't have many more missiles and whatnot. That's a whole big thing. And then what else? Um, what else? Not just the ammunition, but also that the U S federal government spies on Zelensky. That was something. So it's funny how we can say we don't trust Zelensky. And then we're called all types of right wing nut jobs, all this, that and the third, but obviously the federales under president Joe Biden don't trust him either because if they trusted them, why are they surveilling them? Y'all let me know. But anyway, so they were spying on Zelensky, or they probably still are. Let me see if I can find some stuff. Oh, they're talking about special forces in Ukraine, talking about half of the special forces are from, are from United Kingdom. The UK put out uh, a statement talking about it's inaccurate, all this and that, and the third. Um, Serbia wanted to arm Ukraine, although Serbia did not sanction Russia, which is a whole big thing. Um, Egypt wanted to supply Russia with weapons. These are quote unquote allegations from the documents. Um, of course, everybody's going to say these documents are fake. It's not a big deal, but if they're fake, then why is he about to get locked up 15 years? I mean, if you're posting fake stuff to the internet, where's the crime in that? I could say these are documents, but if it's fake, then where's the crime? You know, lying about posting documents that aren't real. Is that a crime? I think the crime comes when you actually post real things. Okay. If I say I robbed a bank, but I didn't really do it. And I don't say what bank I robbed. And I, I can just like, I could say certain things that aren't true. I can post certain things that aren't true. Like if I post satire, they might try to get triggered on social media and try to block my account. But can I go to the penitentiary for that? I think not, not for satire, not yet, at least in this country. Anyway, Egypt allegedly um, is supplying Russia with weapons. I wouldn't be surprised if that, if that happened. Um, what else? There's more. Let me see if I can find uh, another piece. Serbia, all of that, UK. There's more. But those those are the major takeaways that I was able to find right quick. Um, there's a whole lot there. Some Oh, South Korea. Yeah, they, they were involved with it as well. Hold on. Uh, let me see if I can find it. So South Korea was hesitant to ship artillery shells to Ukraine. Um, and Israel's Mossad spy service opposed Prime Minister Netanyahu's proposed overhaul of the judiciary. That's something that was in the actual uh, papers. Uh, they said that the military parade in North Korea was probably oversold. We all know that. That's not even really a leak. <laughs> um, let me see. Oh, here's one. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a highlighted portion. Uh, another purported, another purported highly classified Pentagon document reveals Russian operatives were building a closer relationship with UAE, 
which hosts important U.S. military installations. UAE rejected the allegations, calling them categorically false. So that makes sense for Russia to become closer to UAE and for um, Egypt to arm Russia because Egypt is right next to Saudi. And Saudi, of course, is right next to UAE. That's all in the same region. UAE is just like a part of Saudi. It's part of the Saudi Arabian Peninsula. It's like a, it's like a group of islands, like right off, like right by Saudi. UAE is pretty much Saudi Arabia. It's like um, Kuwait to Iraq. You see what I'm saying? Or Singapore to Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken, or Indonesia, whatever that is. It's like a little city state that's basically part of the the, the larger state. You know, that's kind of how that goes. So. Um, yeah, it's a lot of alliances happening. You got all these BRICS nations. I said that in the BRICS video. I'm talking about Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa wanting to have their own currency that they use to trade rather than, rather than using the U.S. dollar. Because what normally happens is these countries will trade like they will exchange their currency for U.S. dollars and trade with each other using the U.S. dollar. But the BRICS countries are like, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to have our own currency. It'll probably be digital, a CBDC, a central bank digital currency, and it'll be backed by gold, okay? And I was saying in that video that it won't just be those countries I named. It'll be those countries and satellites and participants. If Saudi is getting close to Russia, or UAE, whatever, Egypt, Saudi, et cetera, getting close to Russia, Iran getting close to Russia, it won't just be Russia. It'd be Russia, Iran, Saudi, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, Kyrgyzstan, all the former Soviet satellites, uh, Belarus. They'll all be on board with it as well. Same thing, South Africa. It won't just be South Africa. It'd be Mozambique, Kenya, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Namibia, Angola, Maybe even West Africa, Nigeria, um, maybe East Africa, like up to like South Sudan, maybe even Sudan itself. It gets crazy. It gets totally crazy. So you're seeing a whole like realignment of alliances around the world. And it's it's scary times, but we'll see how everything pans out. Yeah, UAE is on the on Arabian Peninsula. Exactly. Yep. UAE is right there on the Arabian Peninsula. Yep. In a very interesting spot, too, because it's right across from Iran. <laughs> it's right across from Iran. Let's, let's put up a map, shall we? Because this is pretty important. Little geopolitics for you guys right quick. Okay, so let's look at a map. All right. So here you have Egypt right there, obviously. Um, and then you have the Sinai Peninsula, this is, um, I guess that's part of Egypt too. Um, Israel right there, right in the middle of it. Different story, I digress. Saudi is right there. And then Yemen, Oman, of course, down here. Iraq, Kuwait, Syria, Lebanon. Iran is right there. Iran is Russia adjacent. If UAE, which is right there, right across from Iran, becomes Russia adjacent and Saudi and Egypt, you see what they're doing. Israel will be U.S. adjacent because of, of reasons. <laughs> but 
all of these places would be Russia adjacent and China adjacent too. Okay. We're talking about Syria, what's happening over there and their conflict. Um, there were Chinese troops over there, Russian troops there who were invited over there. So I think we were there as well, but not invited. Cyprus, they could be Russia adjacent as well. You know, I'm not sure if they're in the EU or whatever. Turkey is kind of its own thing. They're like a buffer zone, really, because geographically, once you get past Istanbul and the Bosphorus Strait right there, once you get past Istanbul to the east, you are in Asia. And over here, this is Europe, technically. So they're kind of in a little buffer zone. They're in NATO, but not in the European Union. It's kind of weird. And then, of course, you go up here. This is the conflict zone. Here you go uh, Crimea. And then right here you have Russia. Uh, the Kim Kardashian land, Azerbaijan, Georgia, Armenia. It gets crazy. Now, you, now you're getting into the old Soviet republics and straight Russia. And Iran, if you, if you count all of this as like Russia, although it's not really Armenia or Azerbaijan, Georgia, if you count all that as Russia, Iran is right there, obviously. And then, of course, you got Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan. These are all Soviet satellites. Afghan might be its own thing. But I digress. You see kind of what's going on with the geopolitics, you know. And then, of course, China. Let's zoom out a little bit. Then, of course, China's its own thing. You see how big that is geographically. They're trying to keep Taiwan and make that be its own country, but it's not. It's part of China. It is what it is. Hong Kong, Macau, all of that. Hainan, all of this, that's part of China. Southeast Asia, Asian region, that's all part of China, really, essentially. Philippines, same thing. Uh, Singapore down here, at the part of Malaysia. Singapore ain't nothing but China. All, all, all of this right here, theoretically, is China. From um, Mongolia, really, which is also China, um, the far eastern part, the, the, where the Uyghurs are at, that's all China. Only thing that's not China is South Korea and Japan because they're backed by the U.S. North Korea is China, Mongolia, all of that, everything. All, all these islands are pretty much under Chinese control, even Australia is. We saw, the, we saw the whole thing with COVID when they were doing some really crazy things in Australia that they don't, they don't do over here, but they, but they do that in, um, in China. We already see what's going on. Australia is actually a very small country. It's only like 20 million people, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see if I can find a, a verification on that. Let me look at Australia population and see how much it is. Yeah, 25 million people. It's a small country. Texas has almost doubled that as one state. California is like 39 million. Texas is 29. So basically, not, not double. Texas has more than Australia as one state. One state out of the 50 in the country. Just Texas. Okay. Florida probably has a lot of people like that too. Hold on. Florida, probably about 21. Florida is about the same size as Australia population-wise. But Australia obviously is much bigger geographically, but... You can't really live in Australia. Like, I mean, you could live, you can't live in Australia. You could live on the outside in these cities, Perth, Brisbane, all of that, Melbourne, Adelaide. You can live out here, but you can't live inside of here, really, unless you like to, you know, pick bucks for a living. But beyond that, if you want to have a regular home and with water and stuff like that, you can't live in here in the outback. 
I digress. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. So do you think that China will have all that, um, that area that I mentioned? Um, and I don't mean that they'll have it like directly. China has Africa too, quite as kept, but they won't have it directly. They'll just have it kind of under their control. They can pretty much do what they want. Like they got South China Sea pretty much on lock. Um, they're talking about, it's weird. They're talking about China may invade Taiwan. Why would they invade Taiwan? But they already claim Taiwan. They already have it. If China wanted to invade Taiwan, we couldn't really stop it. If China wanted to say officially that Taiwan belongs to us, we couldn't do a thing to stop it. What are we going to do? We going to fight? We going to fight China for real? That'd be the end of the whole world. That would be the end of the world. I'm sorry. I'm not fighting China over some semiconductors in Taiwan. I'm just not doing it. I I refuse. Because, I mean, what's the purpose of trying to fight Taiwan when the whole world would end as a result? Like, remember the Matrix where they popped up to the surface and the sky was scorched? It'd be like that, man. Like, it'd be serious. Like, it's not, people don't really understand how bad that can get. That kind of threat keeps all the nations in check. They don't want to do too much to rock the boat. China might not want to invade Taiwan because they might think that we would annihilate everything. Or they may want to do it because we're not going to do anything. So if you look weak and you have no teeth as a nation, then they do whatever they want. So it is what it is. All right. Yeah. Um, Internet Privacy Advocate says U.S. needs to get out of Ukraine for sure. For sure. We should. We definitely got to get out of Ukraine. Um, and we got to do it right this time. I, I don't think we're in Ukraine the same as we were in Afghanistan. In Afghan, we were there trying to be like nation building and all kind of stuff like that. But it's fruitless. A fruitless endeavor because Afghans are going to be Afghans. You can't change them. What's the purpose of trying to go over there and make them be different? I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. The Taliban will go nowhere. The Taliban is just, it's part of their culture. How can you, how can you eliminate their culture? If you want to change Afghanistan, you got to change the whole culture. You can't just try to fight. You can't fight a thing that reproduces constantly. It's like trying to fight rain. It just, you can't, you can, you can wait, you can, the rain might end at a certain point, but it'll rain again. It's, it's kind of just pointless. And you're spending so much money, billions of dollars, if not into the trillions for what though, what did we actually gain from being in Afghanistan for that long? What was the actual purpose to get defense contracts, to get money to grift? I guess you would say. Shout out to all the veterans that, go, that went over there. You did your job. I'm not trying to attack veterans. Don't, don't get misunderstood. You guys did your job. I'm talking about the United States government, those who sent you there. What was their purpose? What was their actual goal? I don't really get it. It's weird. Shout out to Lou Valentino. I see you, boss. Thank you for joining. Now, we had a good show on, on Tatum's stream a couple days ago. Shout out to Brandon Tatum and CJ Pearson. Definitely a good stream. It came since I fought the rain and the rain won. <laughs> exactly. The rain's going to win. Oh, there it is. I almost forgot about that. Thank you, um, uh, loaned dogism. Cheap heroin. There you go. You got it. And what has that done for us? And, and for real, that was kind of dumb because now everything's fentanyl. I guess if you, um, 
still do heroin in 2023 rather than fentanyl because fentanyl is not heroin. Fentanyl is a big form of creation with chemicals that I'm not sure is is the or, or, is the poppy part of the fentanyl mix. I, I don't know. I heard it's synthetic heroin. So if it's synthetic, that means that it's probably not even poppy at all. So not even, we can't even get the, the drugs out of it because everything now is, fed, is fentanyl. Maybe maybe there's still um, heroin going on and a lot of these pills people are using, they still got like regular heroin in some of these pills and some of the big pharma stuff, but a lot of it is fentanyl. Uh, and I want to get started on the cocaine that goes on in this country. I did the video about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola produces what I said, $3 billion in cocaine every year and sells it. <laughs> Remember that video? Imagine you regular normally trying to produce $3 billion in cocaine every year and selling it. Yeah. So they do that. That's fine. That's totally fine. Ain't, ain't no war for that. Ain't no uh, disabled, ain't no wounded warriors for Coca-Cola producing cocaine to the tune of $3 billion per year and selling it. It's all business, right? Yeah. Thank you, uh, Holy Cart. Uh, we're at 99,000. 990,000 subs. Let me get that out. 990,000 subs. We're about to get to 1 million here pretty soon. Um, My channel is weird. I have some videos that do no numbers. They get very low numbers, but then I have some that just go viral. Like, I got one right now. It's at 1.2. The video I have right now that's at like 1.2, I think, or 1 point something million is a video about the guy that shoulder check. It's at 1.3 right now. The gang member showed a check, the cop on camera, on, on, a, on, a, on a body camera, regretted it. And he wound up having a, a, a Glock with a switch on it. That's doing well. And then also the video about the um, the TikTok mom. What was she doing? The TikTok mom, um, I forgot what she did. Oh, the, the, the I forgot. <laughs> I, I've been doing so many videos, I forget what that was. But that video is doing well, too. That's at, like... Um, Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. She um tried to expose her husband, but then ruined her life. That's at like 906,000. So a few videos do very well, and that drives the subs. And also a little game for you guys that are trying to start YouTube channels. Um, short videos can help drive subs, but they may not necessarily watch your short, your regular content. Um, I like doing, I just like doing content. I like putting stuff out. Sometimes it does nothing. But I, I want to show you guys, I want to tell you guys what's going on. Even if only a handful of you guys watch, the guys that need to watch are going to watch. So it's fine. Yeah, BFG, you dumb boy. Exactly. Yeah. That, that was a fun video to do because I like, I like, I did the editing. I do all my own editing. So when I saw that part where they had to switch, I wanted to make sure you're able to see the switch on the back at the very beginning so I can just get you right away. You gotta see the switch and then hear what he said with the caption. You're done, boy. So that was my idea in my head to edit it that way. I do all my own editing. I never do any kind of scripts. I never write before I start to speak. As you can see right now, I could talk for hours on end straight with no interruption, straight from the straight from the top of my head. I see a topic, I talk about it, and just go on. That's what I do. But if you like what you're hearing so far, I know what to do. Get a video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Did I have more one to get to? Uh, oh, Shanquilla Robinson.
Rest in peace, Shane Carla Robinson. That's what I covered about five months ago. Shane Carla Robinson, she was from North Carolina, I believe. Charlotte, if I'm not mistaken. Y'all let me know if I'm wrong in the comments below. But she went on vacation with her friends, so-called friends, Mexico. Now, I hear that she paid for their way. She paid their airfare and or their, uh, their, their lodge in the hotel or whatever. They went to Cancun for a fun time, right? And before I continue on that story, I never saw the allure of going to Cancun, Mexico for a vacation. I don't like resorts. Maybe I've not been to a good resort. I've been to quite a few resorts. I don't like resorts. I feel like I'm a gerbil in a, in a hamster wheel or something like that. I don't, I don't like being in some kind of little fake place. I mean, I guess you have some really, really, really good resorts. But the ones I've been to are nice. They look nice. But I'm locked up. I'd rather would be in the streets in the city. Now, if I can't be in the city, if I can't be in the streets, I might be in the wrong location. Okay, give me to a safe place because I don't want the street violence to just interrupt my resort stay regardless. But anyway, you guys like you guys like resorts maybe I don't. It's a it's a personal thing. It's not for everybody, but I digress. Anyway, they went to the resort in Cancun. And she paid everybody's way, allegedly. And they came back from the trip without her. And then they were telling the, the, the friends and family that were calling us like, hey, where's Shane Cutler? What's going on? Oh, well, she had alcohol, poison, all this, that, and the third, making up these stories, right? Well, come to find out, there was a video that was taken and somehow got leaked to the internet of the so-called friends beating Shane Cutler up. Now, the... I don't know why they were doing this. Shane Quella had no clothes on. She was totally nude while they were beating her up. Some of her friends were in the background laughing. It was a mess. I think it might have been one girl beating her up, and then nobody was trying to stop it. They're in the background laughing and recording. Now, some kind of friends, why would you be recording yourselves beating this girl up while she has no clothes on the front of men and everything else? If I'm a man in that situation, if I'm a male in that environment, I'm stopping everything. Ain't nobody recording. Ain't nobody fighting. Ain't nobody putting their hands on this girl. All that's going to come to an end. I'm no big tough guy, but come on. That's ridiculous to do something like that to a young lady, regardless of what. But I digress. So that video comes out, and then the whole thing about alcohol poisoning wasn't right from what I heard. It was uh, blunt force trauma, broken neck, things of that nature. So... When the so-called friends came back to the United States, now it's a question of, okay, um, are there going to be federal charges in the U.S. for these people that were there with her? And the feds declined to press federal charges, say there wasn't enough evidence. Now, the video of the beatdown did not show her actually dying, so I don't know what else there was to go off of. I don't know what else they were able to find or how the whole thing went. But either way it goes, I think that the friends did in her life. That's what I think. Now, is there evidence to say that? I don't know. I don't know. The video looks bad, but again, she's not dead in the video. So it points to a suspect. It points to suspects, obviously, because if you say alcohol poisoning and that doesn't happen, then it's blunt force trauma and a video comes out of them beating her up. She doesn't die, but put two and two together. Maybe that wasn't enough. I don't really know. 
either way it goes, um, they did not get federal charges. And it's really a shame. Um, there could be charges in the Mexican authorities, but I doubt that because they don't want to show up Americans. You see, the feds in America said no charges. So if they say we are charging in Mexico, that might show the Americans up. But it could happen. There could be charges in Mexico. And if they do that, they have to extradite them back to Mexico. Personally, I'd rather would see them get charged and send up the river in Mexico rather than America because some jails in Mexico are no joke. Okay, you being in the penitentiary in the U.S. is like you live in, in a regular apartment. Going to the penitentiary in Mexico, Baja California, somewhere like that, or wherever they send you, good luck. You don't speak Spanish. You're not part of La MA or nothing like that. Um, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. You're, you're toast. Black? I'm sorry, man, please. You're done. Done, done. Done, done. But they deserve it if they did do that to her. But I digress. So, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And we got super chats on deck. Then I get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658. There it is. 434-658-1220. I will get to those calls in a minute. But first things first, super chats on deck. Let's go ahead and get rocking. Thank you to Nick Corio says, hello, my dear friend. Do you know what de-dollarization is? It's happening all over the world. Yeah, that's similar to what I was talking about with BRICS nations trying to get beyond a dollar. They don't want to use the dollar as their reserve currency. They want to have their own currency. And then that's going to really make our dollar become very weak. Like I said, we could become Venezuela overnight. I don't think that it happened, but it's possible. Thank it is Scripture Shores who says, nice work, said Lego, uh, sat Lego caved in. Let kids be kids, exactly. Thank it's a Dutch Schaefer who says, Biden doesn't know he's president and thinks he's having a sleepover at the White House. Uh, thank it is Judy Davis who says, ABL, so close to 1 million, party time. There you got it. Thank it to Deborah Nebel for your for becoming a member. Thank it to conservative libertarian journey who says, ABL, on your opinion, what is the breaking point where we finally descend into civil war? Everyone says that conservatives aren't violent, but sooner or later, we'll, it'll be the only option left to us. That's not going to happen. People talk about that kind of stuff, but it ain't going to happen. It's just, it's just not. I, I see a legitimate secession um, of the West Coast, left coast, before anything like a civil war would manifest. And I mean, part not that's the session. They'll probably break up. Uh, California will break up before anything like that happens. You know, like if anything was to kick off, it'd be over there on the left, on the left coast. Uh, that kind of Michael Crystal who says it's weird. ABL. I saw an article today that says Lego is building its first U.S. manufacturing facility right here in Virginia. Awesome, right? A few hours later, I saw your video about how they're gone woke. It's, it, yeah, man, I, I saw that. I saw Glenn Youngkin glowing over it. Matter of fact, let me see where they're going to build that. Where they're building it in Virginia is going to be important. Let me see if I can discover that right quick. Lego Factory, Virginia. Where are they going to build that? Chesterfield, of course. <laughs> oh, boy. Hold on. Let me see where I can. All right. Chesterfield. Uh, Richmond, Chesterfield. 
All right, let me see if I can find a location. Chesterfield. Yeah, that's interesting. Very, very interesting. Right off 95, probably. Yeah, going straight up to D.C. Interesting. Um, Thank you to Roswell1983, who says, they are even making a movie about a transgender whale. They're calling it, maybe, I'm not going to say that one. Come on, man. We got to be, we got kids watching. But y'all know what that, the end of that joke was. Thank you to Trinigerian, who says, I can't wait for the ABO stand-up special. These lives are cracking me up. I'm glad you enjoy yourself. Thank you for the super chat and compliment. Thank you to Poponaya Shelley, who says, got everything in my mama name. <laughs> got everything in my mama name. I forgot the rest of that. That was Stay Fly, Big Timer. Shout out to Cash Money, Big Timers, Many Fresh, Baby, the whole thing, Slim. Thank you to just BUTV. That's a good name for becoming a member as an ABL supporter. Thank you to ETDL who says she groomed him. Speaking about Hiba Abuk and uh, her husband, former husband now. Um, Akrif. What's the man's name? These names are crazy. I can't. Akrif Akimi. There we go. Thank you to Zenitri's Kane Sword who says gifted. Oh, you put some um, membership. Thank you for that. So, thank you to Zenitra King Sword for gifting 10 ABL memberships. I appreciate y'all. And that will be it for the Super Chats. Now it's time for the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And there's also an email for Skype in the description box. If you want to be right there in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, if it doesn't right, if it doesn't work right, don't blame me. Blame the white man. Alrighty, y'all know what to do. The number to call 434-658-1220. Let's get rocking and rolling. And y'all don't be afraid to call in. All right, let me get that squared away. We are good money. Hold on. Jim Adams says Babylon B did an article on transgender Legos that are just flat that they're just flat blocks. That's funny. That is hilarious. 860, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, Bill, it's uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. What's up, brother? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Oh, I, I just got to say that all these people out there, real quick, that are thrilled to death about Trump being prosecuted over nothing after statute of limitations with no case and everything. You're thrilled about that? Remember, he's got millions of dollars and an army of lawyers. I don't. I don't want him coming after me the way they're coming after him. <laughs> so uh, be careful what you're happy for because uh, that's what they want for all of us. Exactly. They work for us. Yep. Thank you, sir. They work for us. I am not their servant. I'm not. And uh, remember what I said about a year, year and a half ago, almost two years ago, about uh, what they planned on for our children? What was that? You know, sexualizing them, yeah. uh, using them as sex toys, and then when they're done and they're all psychologically messed up and they want to commit suicide, assisted suicide, and then selling off their organs. Wow, that's pretty deep. Well, that's what they do in China. I mean, uh, they're... Uh, Serpent Zeta and Laowei 86 years ago, because I've been following them for years, because uh, when I would fly my family to the Philippines to visit relatives, a couple of times we had to go to co communist China, and uh, 
So I like to research a subject before I get involved in it. And I did some heavy research, and that's when I ran into Lauway 86. But first, Serpent Zeta. And he showed videos and gave links to these Taiwanese young adults in their 20s and teens to go to mainland China. And they stage fake kidnappings and rape scenarios, you know, out in public. And people just walk right on by, just like they don't see nothing. That's what it's like in a communist country. They're not going to get involved. It's not their problem. They don't want to stand out. Because the government holds a big hammer. That's right. Uh, And that's that's what Klaus, Klaus Schwab is driving all this pedophilia. The World Economic Forum. This is uh, they have a Jeffrey Epstein. Did you know that his uh, clientele booklet is the most classified document in Washington D.C. ABL? Did you know that? Nope. <laughs> Everything else is in like Joe Biden's garage, out in some university library, but that stuff that's that's buried deep under the. The city of Washington in a bunker somewhere. They're not going to let that list go. Why is that, brother? It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go with that. Uh, God bless America. Great show. Um, we got to get our country back. You take care, brother. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. You too. Bye. Yeah, man, there's a whole mess out here. That that whole that whole list. Like, can we can we get that list though? That'd be good if we can get that 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 list, that that client list from Epstein Island. That'd be, uh, the, the flight logs. Yeah, that'd be good if we can get that. But I guess you know there are too many people on that, and it's like, what are you gonna do? All right. So, it, like, what what can you what what can really? It's it's a mess. It is a whole big crazy mess. Yeah, the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing was crazy. That that was a whole big that was a, a crazy ridiculous mess. Hunter Biden's laptop. It's like, how do we how are we gonna say that wasn't a real thing when it was? All those people from the so called intelligence community said that it wasn't a real thing. It's like, come on, man, what are we talking about? Seven seven three on the line. Speaking to hmm. ABL. <clears throat> uh, ABL. First off, have you seen the new Mario movie? No, I haven't. Okay, okay. Neither have I. But Temple, for some reason, seems to kind of think that it's too too woke, even though every other reviewer I've seen claims that it's not. That's all because of the whole Princess Peach, Peach and the whole emasculation. Well, of how Mario's character is from beginning to end. Yeah, I can't even really comment on it. I've not seen it, but I want to want to check it out to see what's going on because it's a you know really popular movie, uh, one of the most popular movies of all time. So I want to check it out and see what's going on with it. Yeah, yeah. All I can say, say as a joke, you might as well. Might as well try getting, getting someone, someone, you know, close to you to kind of dress as Princess Peach just as a little bit of a joke saying, saying to all the people out there that your prince is not in this castle. 
Okay. <laughs> Don't get it. Don't get the joke. Nah, it, it kind of it kind of flew over my head a little bit there. Okay, if you play the games, you get it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, ABL. In all seriousness, first off, I want to inform you about two two things. One, one is <clears throat> as much as I disagree agree with you on some things, I kind of respectfully have to disagree with you about our last discussion because I've commented on other YouTubers about about the mayor or a race in Chicago and in general Democrat voters and they all seem to kind of agree with me neutrally and respectfully that majority of the black community who votes ninety percent Democrat are theoretically the Democrat party. It's irrelevant. It's, 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 it's an, it's, it doesn't make any difference because, like, it's no purpose in trying to even point that out because, like I said to you before, 70% of those who make under 35,000 don't even vote at all. You're talking about Chicago. A lot of the black community living in these poor areas don't even vote at all. Beyond that, explain San Francisco, Denver, Colorado, where it's the same thing going on, where it's no black people at all. It's like 5% black. It's the same. It's, it's people that are liberal that vote that way regardless of what color they are, the race element is really irrelevant in those places. Now you're talking about Baltimore, Maryland, something like that as a different story because it's all black, but it's not like that. And plus like Chicago or uh, San Francisco or whatever, make the argument where it makes sense. Okay. Well, it's does this Chicago. And I do think that this is one debate, a lot of different conservative commentators need to need to have amongst themselves because it's pretty much of a bigger, bigger matter in terms of this whole culture than just to simply worry about Bob Dylan being in other entertainment news. Because if all they're getting is their news, news from television and <clears throat> other headlines telling them come just to vote for this candidate because of, of identity politics, then any type of policies, which is precisely the same reason. Why, why Obama got elected, and currently right now, why businesses are leaving. As a matter of fact, there's two old clips of Brandon Johnson that's been released. These that should have kind of disqualified him from the or race to begin with, especially about about the whole defunding the police, which he still doubled down on. So okay, now you say Brandon Johnson. Yes. That's, that's, that's a Chicago, right? That's, that's a new mayor? Yeah, the Chicago elect mayor. Okay. Right. Now, let me ask you this question. How do you think the, the white people in uh, the northern part, Boystown, like, how, how, they, how are they going to vote? They're going to vote Democrat? They're going to vote for Brandon Johnson, too? Like, because you got to understand, like, Barack Obama won because he was able to win that kind of vote, the white liberal vote. He was able to win that vote because black folks, only 12, like 13% of the population nationwide, you can get some of the black vote in like South Carolina to win a primary because it's going to be a majority black place, depending upon where you are. But as far as Democrat vote, you can get the majority of that in South Carolina. But then when you go to like all over the country and Barack Obama wins twice, you're going to have to have everybody on board. And it's going to be majority white people that are going to bring him over the top. If he doesn't get that vote, then he doesn't win. The same thing in Chicago. It's the same thing. It's, it's no different. I think I think I think the race, I think I think the racial argument here doesn't really make any sense because you're not dealing with a place that's all black. 
you have a high black population, but it's not all black. You're going to need to get white liberals on board. The people that stay downtown, the people that live up in the northern part, the people that live in, they might work kind of like around. You, you need them to be on board. It's not the black community that's going to drop them over the top. It's white liberals that are going to vote mostly for Brandon Johnson. That's the facts. You can, you can move on, though. Well, well, pretty much ask, ask them this question. <clears throat> question, what has Obama actually done then for them or the country as a whole? Because the way I see it, like, who, looking who back is, on it who, now. Who, who are you asking? Done, who, who, is, who is them? Who are you asking this question to? I'm asking, asking the people who vote. So ninety percent Democrat majority of the time. So okay, so like, then I, I, I just say move on though. You're not, listen, listen to what I'm saying. You're starting to kind of get on my nerves right now. Actually, I said let's move on from that. You didn't do it. Matter of fact, you have a good night. I mean, I don't know. Shout out to him. That's that's my guy, rapper ten thousand. But you kind of getting on my nerves tonight because it's a pointless. Like if you're talking about Baltimore or like some a hunt like. 70% black city, that's different. But Chicago, listen, you got to do with the white liberals that live out there that are going to vote because they think that that's what they should be doing. Trying to talk about black folks in Chicago really swaying the election, in my opinion, is like talking about them swaying the election in San Francisco. Talk about Baltimore, talk about Detroit, somewhere like that, not Chicago. All right. Yeah, but it's all good. I don't, I mean, I was just, I get, I get, I get short, I get short few sometimes, you know, but it's okay. I mean, I was trying to be good. I was like, man, let's move on. Let's go forward. But he wasn't listening to what I was saying. All right. Yeah, nah, rap, rapper's good, but he just was getting on my nerves tonight. That's all. It happens. I don't want it to be like a um a thing. Oh, ABL, don't do that. Nah, it's okay. 886 on the line. Who am I speaking to? 886, hello. Anthony, hey, how's it? It's all good, man. What's happening? I'm going to throw... Something completely curveball at you. This is David Dubine from Adapt 2030. All right. I have some new information about the ozone depletion event in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. I was just given this chart today. Uh, looks like food production is going to be severely restricted in the Southern Hemisphere coming from now as the ozone. If you go to Ozone Watch dot nasa dot gov and you look at the april 8th readings of the ozone depletion we're sitting where we should be somewhere in late july or august in terms of ozone disruption and depletion in the column because of the volcanic eruption from tonga which shot a huge amount of ice crystals in the mesosphere they're getting uvb radiation on the ground and that will increase, and there's going to be a huge loss of crops, which is going to drive the food price, and we already see the social chaos. I don't know where you think it's going from here. Like, how much further down the road can we go with food price increases and all this agitation politically before it really just starts to flare off? 
I mean, as long as people can get their food still and it's not to the point where it's unaffordable, like literally unaffordable, as long as that doesn't happen, then it won't really be any kind of waves. Now, if it gets to that point, then it's going to be a problem because now you're going to have social unrest. People are not going to be able to eat. That's going to be a problem. But as long as we can still eat, all the details behind how we eat are not going to be important to the average person. Yeah. What, what price point do you think that's going to be another doubling or tripling, or is it going to be a stoppage of the EBT program or, or, you know, prices double and then the EBT cards are no longer available. Everybody needs to move to the BRICS currency or how does that work? Well, what's going to happen is it's going to keep printing money. So if the prices keep going up, they're going to keep printing more money. That's going to kind of like put us in a hole bigger than what we already are, of course, but, um, as long as that can keep going on, then we'll be fine. But if that has to end at a certain point, then we're going to be in trouble. And I don't know when that point will be. Yeah. How do you best protect your families then and, and friends and yourself? I mean, I don't know. Like, I think one of the best things you could do is, um, be a farmer, have a, have your own means to produce food. That's what I would do. Yeah, protein. Because you know, look at that. The cattle, I can, I, you know, I've been around a few cattle farms in my day, but I can't believe that something that's an open air facility would blow up and kill 80,000 cows. Do you realize cows are so gigantic, they weigh half a ton each. How do you kill 80,000 of with them with just a single blast unless it's a purposeful destruction? So just in my personal assessment, being able to produce protein is going to be equally or more important than being able to grow your own food and your vegetables and your fresh greens, et cetera, to get your micronutrients and vitamins in your, in your system. Yeah, definitely. You need to have the protein for sure. I mean, all the veggies and whatnot, that's fine, but the protein is going to be most important. Without that, you're going to have a really hard, a really hard time. Yeah, and what do we need to step back in the past and start making pemmican out of deer meat and, you know, keeping that dried as I'll trade you one kilo of pemmican for an ounce of silver. Is it going to come down to something like that? I mean, that's going to be kind of way far in the future, but I guess that's a possible scenario. Yeah, how far in the future? Give me a timeline from them to pemmican to trading for silver from now where we sit. Are you uh, months, weeks, years? Uh, years. I think if we have like some kind of nuclear situation, and then the world resets, you might go back to something like that. But until then, I don't think that we're going to get to that extreme. Yeah, that's a nasty thought. You just, oh, that's a nasty thought. You know, if it goes nuclear, that's just, that's unacceptable. That's nasty. That's evil. And if they take it that far, yeah, it really, systems will have completely broken down by that point. But if they don't go nuclear, you know, some systems should stay still functional. But I mean, everything is, so intertwined and we've seen the disraveling of it over covid and you know redistribution of supply chains for preparedness and, and continuity of government etc right on exactly. how, how how much do you think the supply chains and and you know it, delivery systems is probably a better term to put it to bring us our goods that we need for daily life how much do you think that's really going to stay intact as we move through these social and economic changes over the next say 12 18 months um I think it'll be fine for the most part. We still have pretty good infrastructure. I mean, rail, we're seeing more of these crashes, but they always crash, they always derail. That's not necessarily anything new. It's just getting more news on it because of the whole East Palestine thing. 
but we still have rail, we still have trucks, we still have planes and good technology. So I think that'd be okay as far as essential things. Some of the things that may not be as essential may not necessarily be too uh, easy to get, but essential things, I think that'd be fine. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm wondering about barge traffic too. Like what's the water limitation going up and down the Mississippi for grain deliveries this year? Looks like a huge amount of drought is really denting crops. I got a new crop report as well. Only 28% of the entire wheat crop of the United States is good to excellent. Now, That's crazy. What's, what's, what's that, it should what's be 50, 70% should be good to excellent, not tw- sub 30%. Like what's the average number that they, that, that, it, that it is as far as like what you, what you stated, what's the average number from, from year to year? Uh, high, uh, high 50s, low 60s on good years, low 70s. Yeah, man, that's that's it's pretty rough, man. But I think I think we will be able to get through this, but it's going to we might have some some tough times ahead. But I think we'll be able to get through it, man. But I got a few more calls on the line I'm going to get to. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we got to get through the political thing here. We're all going to need to work together. And thank you for the thoughts. No problem, man. Appreciate you. All right, shout out to the caller. The number to call is 434-658-1220. 585, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Luke. All righty, man, what's going on? Not much, man. I don't really got a lot to talk about. I'm just, um, I'm a high schooler and I'm of your videos, so I just want to say hi. Well, thank you for calling in, man. Definitely appreciate you, you know, being a young man watching the show. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, now, take care. You too, man. Bye. All right, shout out to the young callers and the young watchers being already, being being early in the game, high school, watching stuff like this. When I was in high school, I had no idea about any of this, man. So you guys are way ahead of me. So shout out to you, man. You're going to be somebody. <laughs> you will be somebody in this life. Don't do no drugs or nothing crazy like that, man. Do do the right thing. You know, Uncle ABL talking to you, man. Just... Stay on, stay on point, man. Have fun, but don't be a, a crackhead or nothing like that. Five zero on your line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is uh, Robert. All right, are you there, boss? You hear yeah, I hear you now. Yeah. All right, what, what's hey, going on? So, um, I've been listening for a while, probably a few years. Never uh, called in or anything like that, but just want to talk about a couple things. So, uh. I was in the military for a while. I joined when I was uh, back in 99 when I was 17. And I've had a secret clearance for 20 years when I was in. So um, as far as that one kid who had a uh, top secret clearance, I mean, it happens. Right. That's not anything that's unusual. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was saying, too, in the video was like, well, they're talking about his age, but it's not uncommon to have a, a you know, a top clearance like that at, at his age. So it's like, you know, that's something that a regular person that's not in the military or doesn't know much about it. They would look at that and say, oh, he was so young. But if you're actually in the military and know about it, then it wouldn't really be a big deal. So you're right. But the one thing that kind of gets me is like these people, like everybody, anybody who had any kind of secret clearance or secret data. And they left it out. Why is nothing nothing happening to these people? Because when I was in, um, we had a, uh, I, I mean, we had hard drives, we had uh, 
floppy disks. We had zip drives. We had, you know, all of old stuff, but, you know, paperwork. If we had one piece of paper missing, they would recall everybody, and we would look. We would pull out everything, and we would look for this one piece of document or whatever it was for hours. Nobody could go home. So how can some of these people have, you know, 64,000 emails, all these hard drives and all this other stuff, and nothing happens? Nobody's talking about that. That's, that's a really good point. Very, very good point. Because there has to be, I mean, like you said, there's so much scrutiny on just a sheet of paper or something, a small thing that's missing, and they got to wait for hours until they find it. Then how is it that so much is missing, so much is being taken, and it's not even a problem? That That's definitely an issue. Now, I guess maybe y'all would say it's so easy to take that much stuff nowadays compared to back in the day. Maybe that's a difference. I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the kid that was on the submarine that took those pictures, what happened to him? He went to jail for yeah. taking pictures of, like, some obscure part of a submarine. True. Very true. But, yeah, so uh, yeah, I retired. I ended up uh, going to the police academy. I ended up getting my license. But anybody who says, oh, well, police work is easy and all that other stuff, go to the academy and then go – and you know, do the work. It's not easy at all. Right. Uh, one other thing, I uh, I ended up stopping right now. You know, working from the police academy, so I'm I'm in school again uh, as a 40 year old with all these young whippersnappers. <laughs> but uh, when I first got in, one of the teachers, uh, this was back when um, the whole thing at, uh, with the Memphis police happened the first thing that he tried to do was say that it was racism that, you know, stoked all of the, the anger and all that that went on. So I had to, and there was like 250 people in this class. And I had to stop him and be like, so you're telling me that the black police chief, all the black officers, and the black person that got beat up and killed, that had something to do with racism. And so he stopped and he was like, oh, well, I wouldn't expect nobody to uh, question that. Like, what? That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, well, one other thing before I go. Uh, I was watching a video on a black conservative, uh, the black conservative perspective, and he was showing a video, or he was, I guess, responding to a video of some uh, African bloggers, and they were talking about how the... Uh, the White House, you know, they came to Africa. Kamala, she went to the, you know, Africa. And so she was giving out $60, $60 million to uh, one of the countries, and it was for uh, social justice. And they were like, why are you coming over here trying to, you know, put, you know, your beliefs, you know, like all the LGBTQ stuff? And so then he was like, the Chinese and the Russians are also coming over there, and they're, you know, Given other stuff like they're given training, like military training and stuff that they could use. And so they were kind of making fun, like they were basically saying, you know, America, don't come over here bringing you know, all your, your woke stuff over here. Right, exactly. I mean, that's a good point. I got to see that video because that's interesting to see their perspective on it. Yeah. Well, all right, man, I'll let you go. Yeah, have a good night. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you.
Yeah, man, all that LGBT stuff, it's not its not a thing in Africa. It's not a thing. I mean, of course, you're going to have some people that may identify that way, but really, pardon the squeaking, but really, that's more of a Western ideology. If that's going on in Africa, it's kind of like an imported thing. You know, when you, when you see uh, colonialization and stuff like that, you're going to have the LGBT. You go to certain parts of Africa that have not really been touched by the outside, they don't have that. It's not really your thing. Five zero four online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man. What's going on? All right. So I was talking in the chat with one of my friends, a Teenyverse, and uh, she brought up a good point to me that um, a lot of the children are now learning things through YouTube, and like teachers teach their students stuff through YouTube, and this is a way a lot of the woke people. Um, infiltrate uh, kids. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, YouTube, but really a lot of the young people there, like on TikTok, that's their main thing. And that's right where they get them at right on TikTok. And that's why that's part of the reason why there's so much fervor about trying to ban it, trying to block it because mm -hmm. a lot of young people are being influenced by it. And it's not even under the control of the United States. It's a foreign agency, foreign uh, power an adversary that's controlling it. So they could put whatever they want to put in there and subvert our nation through the electronics. Oh, yes. And also, another thing, is just as you said, is that the, you know, they're using TikTok. That's another thing that I, I know about, and that they're using that. And another problem is that a lot of the parents may not be paying attention to what their kids are doing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of parents, they don't even really understand. Like I was saying in the previous uh, live stream, a lot of parents don't even understand what's going on. They might just see something on TikTok mm -hmm. or something their kids are doing. They don't even really get what's going on. They may even see an LGBT flag in their kids' room and not even know what it is because they don't, they don't even understand. Like, they see what's going on, but they don't understand what's going on because they don't know. They, they could see an action and not understand what's happening right in front of their face. Oh, yeah, and I totally agree. And also, you know, basically, they have their heads in the sand, and I think this is a perfect way that the uh, you know, the cultural Marxists and different people, you know, they put all kinds of ideas in the kids' heads, you know. And another thing that I agree with you is that how they put the black people in the LGBTQ flag, like they're trying to hijack that movement and put it in their movement when they don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that thing right there, that really kind of irritates me. But really, it's them just trying to hijack the civil rights movement and also trying to hijack the status of being the protected class. So they say, okay, the blacks and the browns, they are protected. We're going to be the same thing. We're, we're, we're the new black. That's pretty much what it is. LGBT is the new black, essentially. Yeah, and also it's extremely uh, racist in a way, and they're, but they're masquerading as they're not being racist, but they really are. And a lot of black people are Christians, and a lot of them that I've known were not for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, they're not. It's, it's not really a thing, but people try to make it be that way from the LGBTQ establishment. Right. And one of my other friends in the chat, uh, Sandra Love, was telling me about how, like, China and Russia are uh, funding, you know, people in Africa and stuff. And also the colonialism. Another thing I know from some other YouTubers as well, that China is doing a lot of colonialism in Africa with their businesses and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's, that's been going on for a long time. Absolutely. Right. And then um, I remember uh, one of the YouTubers were talking about it, and they talked down to them 
and they don't, you know, and they're kind of like racist towards them. And they, they act like the communists act like the colonialism of the Europeans was bad and whatnot. And I'm sure, you know, they did things that were wrong, but the Chinese are doing something way worse. And they're also openly very racist to them. So it's all just about like, you know, shady, you know, business stuff they're doing. Well, China is a different kind of animal. China, they do different things depending upon mm-hmm. where you are. Sometimes when you go to Africa and you ask Africans about Chinese, they say good things, but then sometimes it's not so good things. But ultimately, China is just trying to be self-serving. They're not necessarily better than the Europeans. They just approach things differently. They uh, do something some people like, but when you're dealing with individual people, individual Chinese over there, then it may not be the mm-hmm. same way. Right. And another thing about China, speaking of China, I certainly believe that they probably have something to do with that burning. Because I know I've talked a lot about the farms and I've talked about some of the farm burnings and how they're trying to get farmers to sell out. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have something to do with it or something like that to destabilize the American food supply. That could be going on. That's 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 something that's possible. But at the same time, China is buying up a lot of the food processing uh, places. They they have Smithfield Foods. They bought them a long time ago. And I think at a certain point, China mm-hmm. wants to have a lot of this land for themselves. So to oh, yeah. to um, sabotage it would kind of be against their own best interests. It'd be like Russia blowing up Nord Stream 2. Right, right. That's, that's a good point. I would feel the same way. And, and that's a good point. I mean, I do think if they were to do that, Maybe the people didn't sell out hypothetically, but it is of like, you know, they didn't want to sell out to China and then they did that as like revenge or as a competitor. But I do wonder, you know, who did that? I would like to definitely uh, keep looking into that to see, you know, what exactly caused that. Cause I don't really know. Maybe the, the, the cow farce did it or something, but um, it's really strange how that all blew up. Yeah. It, it really is strange. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Right. And uh, another thing I want to mention is the Monero, as I was mentioning last time about the uh, cryptocurrencies, the, as I said, it's a, Monero is an anom- more anonymous than Bitcoin and a lot of the you know, different you know, bad groups and privacy groups use it. And the North Korea has been uh, hacking it and, and they have been uh, stealing a lot of it since they, they can't like, you know, the other people, they can't like the government can't really figure things out about it. But it's good. I don't really want the government in, you know, different things. But yeah, North Korea is stealing a lot of it, and they're using it for things also. That's something new I learned today. I didn't know about that. That's very interesting. Right. And yeah, I think, you know, the other topics you're talking about make sense, like the Legos, you know, just stupid what the people are, are doing, the woke people. They just make everything woke. They're going to make, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a chair woke. Uh, right. Yeah, that, that could happen. Right. Um, all right. Um, that's all I have to say for this call. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. Appreciate him. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Now one, two, you don't know who I'm speaking to. What's going on, ABL? It's your boy, Joel Davis Media Network, man. Everything's good, man. What's going on with you? Nothing, man. Just wanted to tell you, first of all, another phenomenal show. Like always. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk about uh, a couple of topics you talked about tonight. Uh, first thing about the uh, young uh, airmen. Uh, 
I'm glad that you brought that up because what he really exposed, like you said, they said it was fake documents, and now they're going to turn around and try to persecute the man and put him in prison up to 15 years. So which one is it? Is it fake or is it real? Exactly. Like, if it's, if it was fake, then why is he going to the penitentiary? Obviously, it was real. And they, they want to say it was yeah. fake. They want to say it was fake because you got a bunch of embarrassing things in there about nations and what they got going on with other nations. People don't want to know. So, yeah, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. And not to mention, too, we already knew that Zelensky was uh, always uh, hustling money out of Biden. We talked about this for years. I mean, he got so comfortable, the man wasn't even asking no more. He was just showing up to Washington like, yo, Y'all gonna pay for this? <laughs> that was it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even asking anymore. Um, also, uh, also want to shed light on the uh, soccer player. Me and my wife was actually talking about that last night. I think that was pretty genius idea what the young man did. Uh, that just goes to show you that his mother put him on game. That hey, you are a soccer player. You are an athlete, you are a public figure, and there are going to be women who are going to try to take you for a ride. Even if it is your fault in the relationship, they still going to try to take you for what you worked hard for. So you need to be very, very smart about how you uh, do your money. And that's exactly what this young man did. He let his mom handle everything. So I said kudos to him. Exactly. 100% correct. He did everything he was supposed to do right. Um, shout, shout out to the mom because some moms, they could have done the wrong thing and taken the money, gone off and done whatever they wanted to do. But his mom got his back. So shout out to her and a lawyer too. Probably set the whole thing up. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm glad that that should show this lady that now it shows her true colors. Okay, you wasn't really in it for love. Because if you was, you whatever problems y'all had, you would have been trying to work it out instead of saying, oh, okay, well, I was just going to take you for half because I'm upset with you this week. You know, that that's not how that works. Or you would have just walked away with you came in with nothing. So uh, yep. shout out to um, again to them. Uh, I also wanted to share, like, I don't know if you heard about this um, as well. There's two things I didn't, I didn't talk about tonight on the show. Maybe I might have missed it uh, about – you know, DJ Academics signed a huge deal with Rumble. Oh, I didn't know about that. Not Academics. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. So, is he still going to be on Twitch? Uh, yeah, he'll still be on Twitch, but he also got a huge deal with Rumble, and I know Roland Martin is about to have a heart attack because he said, how can you go and destroy the culture by going with a, a right wing network. <laughs> that is big. I might I might do a video about that because I didn't even know about that. That's that's really yeah, really really. Yeah, man, he's pretty upset. That's that's crazy. He, he got so upset he had his African attire on. You know when he put that dashiki stuff on, he's upset. <laughs> that's the only time he puts it on. That's right. <laughs> and and then. Uh, there's the racist coach. I don't know if you heard about that, but Mark Taylor up there in uh, Georgia. Yeah, I saw um, that. When yeah. he came to Atlanta. And I did a, a video about it today, and 
Uh, I know you didn't talk about it, but my thoughts were, I think that what happened to him, how the church that he was written from handled it, how the public opinion handled it, was perfect. That's what you're supposed to do when you do something ignorant like that. But what made me so um, fired up and upset is why the NAACP now wants to say, oh, we want the GBI involved because he made a racist threat. I mean, he didn't hurt anyone. He didn't. Dist- he didn't do any. Didn't do anything illegal. He just made some ignorant statements that were very out of character and unmoral. You know, in today's society, we handled it. We we exposed them. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, he was just saying dumb things. That's not worth going to the penitentiary or not. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I'm saying, why would you want the GBI to investigate? What are you investigating? I, I mean, being he, dumb. I, I mean, being dumb is not a crime yet. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he just said the following that he wanted to, you know, do harm to someone, so and so, based upon their color. I should. He said I should, or or if I, you know, if I could. That's it. He didn't say he was going to do just that and had an elaborate plot. So with that being said, that's just a waste of time. Boycott his his company. I mean, let him go away and let him reflect on how not to be dumb again. Exactly. Real simple. Yeah, so anyway it goes, um, AB, I want to tell everybody once again that I will be on uh, this evening right after your show, uh, streaming my show as well. And ABL, you know you are welcome anytime to come through and and uh, fellowship with us, man, or even drop a line. Because I know sometimes Greg does it. And, you know, if you do, I'll be honored because I'm going to screenshot that. <laughs> right on. <laughs> but uh, either way it goes, man, congratulations once again. And, uh, and you know, with your success on your show and keep doing your thing, bro. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. And it's time, man. We got to represent for the 80s, baby. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, now, peace. All right, bye. All right, shout out to Joel Davis Media Network again. Joel Davis Media Network, J-O-E-L Davis Media Network. I'll go ahead and subscribe to him right now. Good guy. Good channel. All righty. Let's, let's keep on rocking and rolling. 405 in online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, everybody else. Desmond from Oklahoma City. How's it going, man? It's all good, man. What's happening? Uh, not much. Just enjoy your show. You know, Alien Spaceship, you know, um, shout out to him. He made a lot of good points today. <laughs> so, well, I want to make a quick comment about that uh, mysterious burn barning that killed like 18,000 cows or how many it was, you know? Yeah. Uh, let, let me say this. I remember back in the, I think it was like, uh, I want to say late 90s or so. Man, I'm old. <laughs> and it, it was like people were starting, oh, we need to start killing cows because they're they producing too much methane. And I'm like, do you realize how much livelihood are you killing for just the farmers that are raising these cows? Yeah, that's crazy. So basically, I mean, basically talking about the cows farting, essentially, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, like, 
Yeah, I realize they, these things weigh half a ton, sometimes more, because you know I, I'm not a you know scientist, and I don't know how much an animal that big can produce that much gas that will literally destroy the ozone. You know, if you let me just say this on my mother's side, they're farmers, right? They do wheat, they do animals. They they try to have a mixed melting pot of revenue sources. You know, do you realize how stupid some of them will say, well, if you want to kill our animals, why don't you just kill us as well? Because those, those animals are a livelihood. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, like, AOC wants to kill animals. Is that considered animal cruelty? That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, I mean, like if if somebody wants to go out to my farm, kill animals, and I catch them doing that, is that defending your land or is that murder? If you kill the people who are killing your cow, well, that's I mean, I mean, I know. Yeah, I, I hear you. Let me go ahead. I want you to finish your thought. No, nah, I mean, I was agreeing with you. Go ahead. Well. I mean, like, if these stupid politicians quit making it sound like, oh, we smart, we know everything in the world, okay? If you know everything in the world, then how many genders are there? Oh, uh, we don't know. We, we're not that smart. Uh, we just want to say there's a thousand genders when in reality, there's only two. Right. I mean, I know I'm not the smartest person on your sh- that's listening to your show, but at least you have members of, of your audience make me want to think that these politicians are not that bright, especially um, one AOC, if you know who I'm talking about. Absolutely. I mean, I would love to see, oh, hey, AOC, you want to kill our animals? Oh, here, here's a gun, and I dare you to kill my livelihood with me, with my gun out. Do you think that would be a good idea for her to do it? Yeah, I think not. So, I mean, I wish these politicians would just think things out just a little bit more before they say something stupid. Right on. I, I mean, like, I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I got to get, I'm planning up for uh, the 420 is coming up this Thursday. So um, I need to get back to work. All right. See you later. All right. Now, take care. You too. All right, shout out to the caller. Shout, shout out to all you guys being here. You know the number to call, 434-658-1220. There's also the Skype email in the description box. You can call in through Skype. Be right there at the bottom left-hand corner of the screen. If you want to turn your video on, it's all good. But I appreciate y'all for joining. You are the best audience anywhere on these internets. And uh, you're also uh, part of the podcast. That'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platform. Check it on out. Give me a five-star rating. Alrighty, man. Uh, is it Danny? Oh, hey, how's it going? Stanley from UK. It's all good, man. What's happening? Appreciate that. You kind of, um, you kind of got a bad connection. Can you repeat what you just said? Oh, can you hear me now? I hear you now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Um. Do you mind if I talk about the Elon Musk interview? Or was or was that last show? I can't remember now. I right, you go ahead. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, so um, that BBC reporter, man, I mean, he is just pathetic, man. Don't I mean, what do you think about his uh, interview with him? I mean, he's just, how unprepared was he, right? Yeah, it looked like he was just trying to 
attack him, just trying to get a, like a bunch of uh, questions that would make Twitter and Elon Musk look bad, talking about, oh, you brought all these bad people back, just, just trying to frame him like this villain. That was the vibe I got from the interview. Yeah, and I'm not surprised from um, obviously the the BBC. I mean, they're 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 pretty much you know they're left leaning. They're quite biased. They're, they're kind of like the equivalent of CNN. So yeah, there's no surprise there. Sort of just trying to catch him out. Um, you know, just what, what was he saying C- coming out of stuff like oh well there was there was slightly racist things on there and slightly sexist things. Well, what does he mean by slightly? I thought something was either racist or it wasn't. I mean, what does that even mean? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good um, <laughs> a question. It's like slightly, again, you're trying to frame him a certain way. Not trying to say that he's outright enabling racism, but kind of a little bit, kind of slightly. But as long as people just hear racism, Elon Musk, Twitter, they're not going to hear the kind of slightly part. All they're going to hear is racism, period. Yeah, yeah. See, so, I mean, they, they, they can't just admit that there isn't, it isn't really there. They have to just add that slightly. Like, come on, man, like enough of, enough of it now. I mean... I think he even said in an interview where he was like, well, I don't use it anymore. And it's like, well, okay, good for you then. That, that, that's what, if you don't like something, you just don't use it. <laughs> right. That's what the, the whole, the, the choice is there for people to use things if they like it. And if you don't like it and you think things are slightly racist or slightly offensive or slightly sexist or whatnot, then I guess it's not for you and you can go and use something else then. It's just that simple. 100% correct. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, uh, the way Elon Musk talks sometimes does make me laugh. Like he kind of does talk a bit like a robot, doesn't he? Like, like, hmm, you lied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, I mean, he's, a, he's a funny guy when he you know wants to be, but he's a very smart guy too. So I like the the both of them, the funny and the smart put together. Yeah, you can tell he's like a, kind of got that sort of genius sort of um yeah thing about him. You can yeah, he's definitely some sort of genius, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, did you see um, Trump at the UFC event in Florida recently? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, did you um, did you see the, the crowd's reaction when um, Masvidal called that called called him out? Oh yeah, I mean the crowd. I think it was down there, like in Miami or something. Yeah, like Miami, that's mega country all day long. Like they they love them. Uh, the, the Cubans, the people that live there, um, they've been there for forever. Love Trump. Yeah, you you can tell that you know just. You can tell he's kind of like he has, you know, he's the people's champ. You know what I mean? He has that. He brings that reaction out of people. But you don't. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen a large stadium or a large rally or whatever. You know, cheering for Biden. I mean, no. I've not seen that. I mean, I don't he, he think not, he kind of. Yeah, you're not, not going to see that. that. Reaction. Yeah, you're not going to see that at all. People allegedly voted for Biden, just kind of like closing their eyes and just casting the ballot because they didn't want to have Trump in there. But ultimately, Trump is people's champ for sure. Yeah, it was. Um, it's nice to see stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because you know, just the way people, portray, you know, the media portray Trump, it's like that no one likes him and uh, he gets no support. And I mean, after everything he's going through with this case, I mean, I, I, I've been following all of your stuff about it. I mean, so it's pretty much the case is kind of yes. There's nothing there, right? It's, it's pretty much over soon, right? I mean, from what I've seen. Um, I believe so. So I wonder what the um the other guy who calls in now and then the one the one who's a bit of a Trump hater because I know last time he called in he had, he said that well there was well it was he, he, there should be a few felonies right on him and so I wonder what his thoughts on on, on it now I mean because I think sometimes you know we all get things wrong you know we're human beings we make mistakes and 
I think sometimes people just need to admit that they were wrong on, on, on certain things and just admit it and move on. But um, I have a feeling that that guy, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, innit? Um, yeah, I don't I think, yeah, yeah. Some, some people, they don't really want to let go. Some people just, they, they feel a certain way and then that that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess it's just sometimes no, there's no help in some people, man. It is what it is, isn't it? You just got to, yeah. Um, but yeah, do, sorry, again, I don't want to take too, too much of your time. Um, great show again, mate, and uh, appreciate everything you do, man. Take care. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, great call. If you said it, he's right on that, The one. Hey, B.L., it's your retired Chicago police officer friend. How you doing? It's all good, man. What's happening? Yeah, I wanted to mention the thing about the Bud Light. You know, I would love to see a video of the boardroom meeting at Anheuser-Busch about this campaign disaster. Because, you know, they I think they lost something like $4 billion in the stock market uh, in their holdings and all that, ABL. Yes. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I believe it was it's up to $4 billion now. And I also believe that I that you know it's an indication that people are tired of of the the woke crowd, and normal people don't really know what to do about it. Well, with the Sennheiser Bush and Bud Light, well, you could speak with your dollars. You could say, well, we're not going to sell it anymore. We're not going to buy it. In other words, what we've done is we've canceled. Bud Light. Talk about canceling people. That's that's what the society has done. They canceled Bud Light because they just don't agree with that. But a bigger uh, the bigger question is, look what's happening to kids growing up today. They don't know anything. They are only adept at social media. That's the only thing they know about is social media and social justice, like a social justice warrior. But they don't know how things work. They don't know how to run manufacturing. They don't know anything about the world or how to run the world. And that's why a lot of things are going towards robotics and everything else. Because, you know, they don't know how to run anything. So we'll see what happens to our society. I don't know how you keep a vibrant society when nobody's going to be working because these, these young people don't have any real skills. It's not a skill to get on, you know, social media and say your opinion. I have an opinion. I give it, you have an opinion, you give it, you're very successful at it. You have a following, but most people are not. They're just out there. I don't know what they're doing. What, what can you do for a living? in order to contribute to society and yourself. I, I don't get an ABL. I, I don't have a very high opinion of where our society is going today and where America is going today. We really need some big changes, and I'm not really sure how to fix it. I really, I really don't because there's so many people behind my generation that are just in dire straits. That's my two cents, ABL. I'm curious to see what you think about it, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. That's a great call. And to his last point about what are we going to do? Like, a lot of these kids don't have skills. They're just kind of out here, just trying to be social media sensations, 
not really doing much, don't have many skills. Well, what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of hard times coming up here pretty soon. And in these hard times, people are going to have to learn certain skills. And it's kind of already happening. You know, people are just starting to kind of go back to work. They can't rely upon the government anymore. Uh, the, the, the COVID money then ran out. So it was like, okay, what are you going to do now? And no more unemployment and no more stimmies. You got to go out there and do something. So a lot of the young people, they're going to have to learn certain skills. And also, here's something else. Here's a kind of a silver lining to this whole situation. Um, I think, I don't want to give the wrong numbers, but I just know that there's been an explosion in homeschooling here in Tennessee, but all over the country, an explosion in homeschooling. And I've spoken to some homeschool kids, like young kids now. I'm talking about like high school kids. And they talk about how they have full lives or activities and they're interested in doing certain things. Like uh, I've heard about a lot of different things like that, about these kids that are not in the indoctrination centers, where they're not going to learn anything. Like if you got a kid nowadays that's 14 years old going to public K through 12, what are they learning? They're on their phone and they might just want to do that because they're not learning anything in school. They're not learning about any kind of traits or skills or anything like that. Not They're not developing interests. Not all the time, but a lot of times it's like that. A regular normally just kind of going through the motions does not have a lot of interest. They may go to college, but what are they going to do in college? Drink and party, do drugs or whatever. But a lot of these kids coming from homeschools or they have parents who are more involved are going to get their kids interested in certain types of things early on. Okay, they're going to have an understanding of what's, what's available for them in the world. That, like, you know, you got a lot of people that are still, you, you need a lot more uh, electricians and carpenters, mechanics, whatever it is. Their parents are going to have to get them on that path. And that's happening a lot nowadays with parents who understand the situation. So it, to, to end that, to button that up, you got to have the parents be more proactive and really um, educate their children about what's available for them once they get out there in the free world, once they get out there on their own, once they become 18, once they become 21, whatever it is. Once they go out there and start to make money, what are you going to do for yourself? How are you going to make a living? Okay, that has to be a real thing. They're going to have to cultivate interests, and that's going to be very important for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, they, they're going to learn pronouns in K through 12. Now, again, some kids, they're going to learn more than that, but you got to you gotta show them and teach them early. If you're going to K through 12, it's got to be a shop class. It's got to be home ec. You got to bring that back. Not having that is kind of useless. Some of these kids don't even really need to go to school school anymore. Like I've said it before in the chat, a friend of mine I was in school with, well, a few friends of mine when I was in high school, at a certain point, it might have been 10th grade, 11th grade, they stopped going to regular school and they would go to the technical school to learn about car, how to work on cars and stuff like that. And then they were able to get careers in that particular career field afterward. And it should be the same thing. Um, there's a school close to where I live where all they, they train linemen. I ain't talking about NFL football or college or nothing like that, but I'm talking about the electricians, the guys that get up on the pole and fix the, um, the, the power. It's a school where they do all the climbing and all that stuff right close to where I live. And you got to get kids interested in that. You should be able to do something like that when you're 15 years old. You, you're 15 years old. You're about to be grown. Go ahead and start doing that. You can make six figures out the gate sometimes doing that. What's the purpose in continuing to go to K through 12 where you're not going to learn anything new? You're not really going to get developed in any kind of way. Go over there and learn the skill. 
you're 18 years old. Now you got a, a real career. You have ele- you have electrical skills. You're young. You can get on. You can you can climb that pole real easy. Do that 25, 30 years. Stack money. I don't know. I'm just kind of talking, but that's that's the ultimately get kids involved and interested young. Don't wait till they get to be grown and then try to figure it out. Get them involved young. When I was a kid, um, when I was a little kid, I was into computers and stuff like that. I'm talking about like um, seventh grade, not not seventh grade, younger than that. I was like seven years old, (laughs) eight years old. And it kind of progressed. And then I was always good with art, visual art, painting and drawing and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of put it together and became a graphic designer because I had cultivated interests. I understood the technical side of computers. I know how to use the programs. I was very good. I was very technical, a geek when it comes to that, a nerd when it comes to that. But I also had an eye for beauty, an eye for art, and I could do that. So I put it together and booked a business 10 years strong. I've not done any graphic design work since 2016, 2017. I still get calls on my phone today. I got a call probably about a week ago. Hey, man, you still do graphics? It's 2023. One of my clients from maybe 10 years ago hit me up. Like, I still get those calls. So develop skills early. That's my, that's my, um, that's my, my rant for the day. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. It's a good story right here from Christy. Christy says, my first house needed a new roof. The guy showed up with his 11-year-old son. I was not for it. It was a high-pitched two-story, but his young son helped and was learning his dad's trade all day long. All day long. You know what, what happens out here. Um, You know, where, am I... Little uh, neighborhood, it's, it's, a, it's a subdivision they, they were building that was I was here. So when I when I first moved in, they built my house, and then they were still building most of the other houses. And you know who's out there? Obviously on the construction site, they're playing the music. But, 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 but I don't know how to do the the, the mariachi, or whatever they got. But the music is side side note: Mexican music, I like. Shout out to you guys for playing that music loud. I'm vibing to your music. Anyway, um. You could see them. It'd be the men out there. And sometimes it'd be little Miko out there. And it'd be the um the wives out there too. Yep. And anybody anybody saying nothing about no child labor or nothing like that. Same thing with the barbershop. You had the little kids in there sweeping hair. Yeah. They're gonna be learning what's going on early. They're gonna be involved in the mix and understanding what's happening early. Even if you're a little kid cutting hair or sweeping hair, not necessarily cutting hair, if you're like eight years old, you could be in their environment with a bunch of men speaking. You might you might hear some inappropriate things, but you're also going to understand how to communicate with adults and how to communicate better with kids at your own age. These are very valuable skills. You got to have. All right. And that, that music, man. Hey, I, I like that music. I ain't even going to hold you. Like, I, I like it. Whenever I hear it, I get a smile on my face. Shout out to the Mexican music. You know, all, all the, the horns and whatnot. Hey, I'm I'm with it, man. I might have to get some of that and play that in my car when I'm driving. <laughs> play that in my car when I'm driving. Give me a little road trip, Mexican music. You know, I pull up to the red light. It'd be, you know, my man Jose in the Silverado. Like, hey, man, I like, like that music. Hey, it's like the, hey, be on the same page. All right. 
but that's what it is. <laughs> Horrid Corridor says, you could be one of the greatest artists of all time, like our like Hunter. Yeah, yeah, I could be like Hunter Biden, huh? I could I could have that uh that that great artistic touch like him. All right. 718, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, hi, ABL. It's Hallie in Brooklyn. I, you know, hearing you just you know, talking about you know, these, the homeschooling, and I definitely see that as a, a direction. But what, do you think parochial schools will also um, you know, see a resurgence in enrollment? enrollments? Uh, you you know, I, I can imagine, I'm wondering if Hispanics, for example, might want to you know, consider Catholic schools. I mean, uh, do you think there will be a resurgence in that? I think so. I think people are starting to do different things because they realize regular K through 12 public is not really, it's not really functioning properly. So they're going to try different options. Absolutely. Yeah. What, I, what I'm wondering about, you know, what happened recently that, that shooting in Nashville, I found it worrisome because I'm wondering if there's going to be a trend with uh, these, you know, you know, these people, they non-binary, I'll be polite, shooting at, you know, you know, Christian schools, also Jewish schools, you know, um, it's anything Judeo-Christian, I, I feel like it's too much reality for them. They have a lot of rage. I mean, I, 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 I don't do you, do you agree or, you know, foresee that possibly? I, I think I didn't quite, I didn't quite catch your question. You're talking about the, well, I, I was concerned. Uh, you know what happened in Nashville was a Christian school. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering if all you know Christian and you know, also Jewish schools uh, will be under attack by these people because I I don't, I don't even know if it's a question whether she felt bullied or ostracized. And this person who shot I mean she was already 28. I mean I, I believe she was 28, but. I, I get the feeling that it's anything that's just too much reality for them, anything traditional. You know, I mean, because I think that's the fundamental issue. They're trying to destroy these uh, conservative or traditional institutions. Um, I, I have a similar situation where I work where they're trying to institute a seminar, a safe space seminar for these people. Both, a lot of us, we don't want to go. I don't know yet if it's mandatory, but the thing is that you... I think that they're trying. You know, they're trying to erode. You know, you know, break down any any traditional institutions. Do you think the parochial schools? Do you see more and more of them being targeted? Oh well, I mean, I guess that is possible, but I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, if, uh, you know. I mean, I, you can wait and see, but I, I would just suggest that people you know, who work there or teach there maybe get security training because I. I a lot of my predictions have been correct, and so you know, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing this that uh, you know they will definitely start seeing a lot of per, you know I don't I don't want to say persecutions, but possibly you know definite targeting. That, um, anyway, listen, I like your show, and uh, I guess I'll I'll let you go. I guess wish you a good night. I guess it's close to eleven. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so be well. Bye-bye. All right, shout out to you guys. Well, that will be a wrap for me. I got to wrap it on up, put the boat clean on top. You guys have been fantastic. Couldn't do the show without you. I'll be back live again on Wednesday, of course, 8 p.m. to right around 11 Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, listening to a podcast right now, the audio-only version will be available on your audio on your favorite audio streaming platforms, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, 
Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc. Uh, link for that will be in the description box. You can also go to your favorite audio streaming platforms and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Take it to the mods for keeping the trolls in check. Thank y'all for being here, for watching, for supporting, for retweeting, super chatting, whatever you're doing. I couldn't do without you yet again. I got some super chats to read right here. Then I wrap it on up, put the boat clean on top. Thank you to Tam for gifting 10 ABL memberships. I appreciate you for that. You're so very kind. Thank you to Chelzan for being an ABL supporter. Thank you to Tam for gifting 10 more ABL memberships. I appreciate you. Thank you to Per Pill, who says, we all need to arm up, get a handgun at least. I'm with you on that. Definitely, you know, stay armed for whatever may come your direction. Stay armed. Thank you to Lisa Bills for becoming an ABL supporter. And thank you to Mike Fortner, who says, DeSantis just made his run for president official paperwork. Is that true? We're going we gonna to see. I want to put that out there. If it's not true, don't be you know, putting no uh, spam in the chat. Hold on. All right. Let me, let me see. I'm going I'm to search that right now. I don't see anything about that. Um, now, nah, hold on. I see it right here from Ryan Fournier. He says, since it just declared his big Republican nomination. Hold on. Let's let's check it out. Uh, yeah, I see that Ryan Fournier posted it on Twitter, but I don't see news breaking quite yet. So we're going to see about that. So shout out to you in the chat for that breaking news. We're going to see. Um, if the news picks up on it, but I do see Ryan Fournier on Twitter has said that DeSantis declared his bid for the Republican nomination. All right. So here, here we go. But we all knew he was going to do that. Now, one thing that I will say is that I read he was going to debut a million dollar ad on Monday. On Monday it's going to be a million dollar ad from DeSantis. So, it's pretty much official. We all knew he was going to do that anyway. It's just, it was just a matter of time. So now, hey, 20, 2024 is on and on and cracking right now. Right now. And the race will be between Trump and DeSantis. I like, I like Tim Scott to a certain extent. I like a lot of people that have talked about running, but they have no chance. Chris Sununu, I mean, be for real, man. Be, be, be content being a governor or something like that. Uh, Tim Scott, same thing. Be content with the sin. You have no chance of being the president. You know, I like Tim Scott. Don't get it twisted, but be for real. Between Trump and DeSantis, you have no chance. Either it's going to be Trump or it's going to be DeSantis. Um, who's the vice president going to be for Trump? It ain't going to be Mike Pence, obviously. Who's it going to be? Is he going to pick a Christy Nome or somebody like that? That's not going to go very well with Melania, but that's a different story. Is he going to do something like that? Is he going to pick... Um, kind of a no-name person. Well, I don't want to be disrespectful. A person that's not as high-profile as him. That's what Mike Pence was. Mike Pence was the guy that could just play the straight man to Trump's, you know, rambunctious and bombastic nature. How about DeSantis? Who will be his running mate? As a question, he might mess around to get Chris Sununu to be his running mate, which would be crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, um, or how about this? How about DeSantis gets... Tim Scott to be the running mate. Would that, would that fly? I don't know. Um, there's more. I'll talk about the whole DeSantis thing, maybe in a separate video, but I got to roll on up. I got to roll on out of here. Thank y'all again for joining. You guys are the best, but until next time y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.